What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, it feels good to be back home doing the show, but man, I'm sad that we had to leave New York. We had a successful trip out there. Oh, it was just so great. But we're we so back. Y'all. Can, Can we, we yeah. just go back? I know. Yeah, let's, let's Cooler go weather. Like it's, I'm already there. He's already there. Yeah. It's fine. 59. Yeah. 59. Yeah. And sound man continues to drop things. It's okay. It's the theme for the show, dropping things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's so, got the dropsies. He's got the dropsies. I thought it was just the oopsies. <laughs> but yeah. we have a whole bunch of good stuff on the show for you tonight. Let's get started with some industry news. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it is. Ryan Reynolds teams up with Sean Levy. Is that his name? For yeah, the action good. comedy Free Guy. So it should be pretty interesting. I actually like a lot of stuff that Ryan Reynolds is doing recently, especially starting with Deadpool, of course. So of course. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, me too. I think and and he's proven to be versatile. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's fantastic with action, yeah. obviously. So he's great at comedy. He's mm-hmm. done some drama. I mean, the guy's a solid all around, yeah. you know, actor. So I think this is gonna be good. Hell yeah. Hell I yeah. mean, an action comedy does seem to be what he excels at. Yeah. So honestly. Uh, um, I, you know. Or just comedy. Yeah, or yeah. just comedy. Well, if you want to talk a little bit about uh, Deadpool and Fox and everything, did you see that they're going to be pushing back some movies for this new PG-13 Deadpool 2? Yeah. With some potential new footage? Yeah. Should I wonder be, if they're uh, going to cut T.J. Miller out of it. Yeah. <laughs> for the, really? For the bomb Aww. threats. That makes um, sense. Yeah, I have a theory on this. I, have, I, I, I think this is a test. Because we all know, you like know, like the test we got today on the phone. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I think this is a test for, as we all know, Disney is taking you know, 20th Century Fox films in, yeah. into its fold, yeah. and um, I think this is a test by Disney, very quietly, to see if audiences will go for. A PG thirteen version of <laughs> Deadpool, Deadpool. Or if, yeah, agreed. I think that's going to be the response. Um, but I think that's what this is. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, they they want to know whether indeed they have to have an arm that still can put out R rated movies mm-hmm. of superhero movies. Yeah, or if they can fold these R rated ones into their, you know, yeah. PG thirteen family, which. I don't think so. I, yeah. Wasn't this what Ron Reynolds was yelling about when the merger was just starting to be rumored? That's what he was worried about. So I mean, I, th- I think it's probably going to go something along the lines of, "Hey, everyone, who wants a a, a cleaner, family friendly Deadpool?" Yeah, honestly, Crickets. nobody. <laughs> well, you know why? Because everybody, and myself included, would like to see. There it is. There it is. Deadpool, the X Men. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. all, all of the property. Merged into the MCU. Well, oh. if you don't let Deadpool be, be Deadpool, Deadpool or Logan be Logan, yeah. you're not going to merge them into the MCU. They're exactly. just going to still, while under the same umbrella, mm-hmm. still have to operate separately because, yeah. and I think that's what this is. They're like, hey, can we put a PG 13 version that happens. can be included yeah. in the MCU and will yeah. people go for that? Mm-hmm. Or will they be like, no, fuck that. I need my Deadpool. You yeah. know, like, oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, Deadpool was an Amazing <clears throat> Spider Man, the animation, animated series. Yeah. And the yeah. Amazing Deadpool episode. Yeah. And you can work that character in there into their own movies, but his movies need to stay R. Right. Yeah, I agree. His character can go in there and kind of be censored a little bit. I would. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't R. disagree with that. I just don't think that it will happen. 
I mean, look at. I mean, the best case for me is Logan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they they kept him PG thirteen for so long, and while those films were successful, fans did not like it. Yeah, exactly. You know, true hardcore like myself, Wolverine fans did not like it, and they finally got him right. And now that to put him then back, kill them. then, then they to put kill, him yeah. back in the MCU, they'd have to put him back to that PG thirteen yeah. version that nobody liked. Yeah. Right. So. I don't want to see him back to that. I want to see him gutting people and telling yeah. people to fuck off and like you know exactly. do That's the what shit that he's supposed to, to be doing. You I know? can't even imagine Deadpool not dropping an f bomb or yeah. fifty in a movie. Yeah, like, well, I just okay. Yeah, well, PG thirteen, you get one. You get well, how, one. How you get one. How about this? You you uh, okay? You keep the Marvel the MCU, but then you have the Fox brand wing of the MCU. Well, that's what it's I'm still, saying. It's still in the same the same universe. <laughs> No, but I don't. They're going to be. I, I don't, don't think they're Separate, in the same. That's yeah. that's my point. That's the test. They're trying to see if they can acclimate these people into the MCU, and if not, I think they're going to remain under their own umbrella in yeah. Disney, and you're just going to get still separate universes. Yeah. Here's you well, know, you could cross them over. Just certain characters won't make just, the cross. It, yeah. just, it would suck. Yeah. I mean, I, although I think it would be funny if you, like Chris said, you get one. You yeah, know? you get one. If he shows up in the in the Avengers or the X, you know, the MCU, and he's like, you know, his one is, are you fucking kidding me? I yeah. can't curse. <laughs> like, like, yeah. you know, I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, you know, fuck. No, 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 he can just because you know. uh, he's supposed to know that he's in a movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. He so can I literally think, go, what is this a PG thirteen film? Yeah, exactly. He's always breaking that. Guys, I think wall. I'm in the wrong place. Yeah, <laughs> where the fuck am I? Yeah. Like, you know, and just his whole movie is just beep. Hell yeah. Beep, that that would be funny Hell yeah. if they were consistently beeping him throughout Hell the entire yeah, the meeting. Entire that would be thing. funny. But language. 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 <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Hell but yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that plays yeah, out. Yeah, but one of the movies that got pushed back was the X-Men Dark Phoenix. And Aww. that trailer just came out last weekend. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I think people were a little uh, turned off by yeah, it. Yeah, the trailer didn't go so well. Yeah. From what I yet? understand. Yeah. yeah and uh, kind of reminded me of. Last day, yeah, and yeah. then they they admitted Without it. The they cure. came out, they came oh. out and admitted that there were a lot of things taken directly from the Last Day yeah, trailer, shit. and like, uh, but just damn, mm. it didn't go well. No. I'm guessing it's going back for some reshoots because yeah. I don't think the fans were like okay with it. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I mean, I'm just gonna say, I think that I loved X Men First Class, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think they've progressively gone downhill with each film. Honestly. I mean, I, 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 yeah, that was X-Men and it was kind of like well, it was it, a sequel to but, First Class but what I'm saying is it was like the older and the new like oh. I'm talking about just oh, the geez. X-Men First Class solos yeah. they've progressively gone downhill yeah. and I don't understand because it was a great cast yeah. and it like kicked off to a great well, start well the Candy but... Mystique story at, the, at some point yeah, honestly I just, yeah kind of disappointed she was never intended to be the lead no and this one I don't think is you know yeah I don't think it's gonna do well yeah I mean, they're saying that, like, Dark Phoenix is, like, not even Jean. Yeah. That it's an alien from the start. What the like, fuck? Yeah, she was an alien yeah, all along. Yeah, that's not even... And my, my, my guess would be that uh, Jessica Chastain is, like, her mom or something. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not okay with that. Yeah. Like, just keep this shit the way it's supposed to be. I mean, <laughs> the way it's supposed I get, to be. I'm all about making little liberties for movies, because you have to. You right. have to deviate a little bit away from the comic right. material, well, but they, not that far away from if, the fucking comic book they, material. If they stuck to the comic book material, it would take about 10 movies to tell the Dark Phoenix saga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I'm talking about the have origin, a, right? It would be just better with a TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, the well, dark whole season. Yeah, I'd be yeah. okay with that. Yeah. It took a whole season to tell the story in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we shall see. We shall see. Oh, now I got the music from the cartoon. That's been stuck in my head. The next one, my list. 
little uh, touchy subject. Kevin Spacey getting mm-hmm. sued. Mm-hmm. Another oh. anonymous. Uh, it was a masseuse that filed a lawsuit against him. Apparently, he invited the masseuse <laughs> to come to his house to give him a massage. Well, Kevin Spacey wanted a little bit more than that. He wanted, uh, a, happy he wanted a happy ending. Yeah. And oh. now he's suing for damages and sexual battery and assault. So, so the masseuse oh, wants this, his happy Wow, ending. this was just a couple of years ago. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, I mean, all wow. the other allegations have are kind like of from way a back. while ago, but this is just a couple of, during House of Cards a yeah, couple of years ago. Mm, exactly. Must be a shitty tipper. Mm. <laughs> oh. But th- this is crazy, uh, man. Just more and more into it, the more dark it gets. It's insane. Well, yeah, okay, and then let's uh, let's bring the other into it, because, I mean, and this is an interesting one, since we're just going to, let's keep it going here. Bill Cosby. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Me Too. Yeah. Uh, was, was the first of all these guys yep. to go down yep. legally. I mean, yeah. convicted. Yep, finally. In jail. Um, he's the first one out of all the people who've been exposed who's actually yeah. gone to jail for it. It's been found like guilty. a year and a half process. Or he's I the hate, first celebrity, I want to say. Right, he's Nasser, right. whatever. I yeah, hear he would not yeah. eat hot dogs right now anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah first celebrity. And what, three to ten years? Yeah. He's going to jail. Um, and yeah, so this, this, this is interesting. Yeah. And boy, is it heated. Yeah. We ran a poll. Mm-hmm. We ran a poll, and it was tight. 52-48. 52 yeah. in favor of him going to jail, but 48, yeah. almost half, not okay with him going to jail. But and see, I'm like, but, what? But they're what? probably they're probably in the same mindset that I was at the beginning. Yeah, he deserves to go to jail, but at the same time, it's my fucking childhood, man. I know. That's what a lot <laughs> well, you ain't putting your thinking. childhood in jail. You're right. putting a rapist exactly. in jail. Like, 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 but that's what why people were probably like resistant to the whole thing. Is like, right. ah, you know, Bill Cosby. And, and, right. But then it goes to, and I think this has always been a problem that crosses the line far too often. It's Cliff Huxtable. It's like, my, the, the, see, and the, yeah. Exactly. And the baker of Fat Albert. <laughs> that, that. It's like, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he was classic at it when when I saw him. He he was just like brilliant about it. He's like, I'm not fucking Negan. I'm yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Exactly. And if you keep following me down the street, exactly. screaming fuck you at me, I'm gonna turn around and shoot your ass. Like, like, hey, Damn. I mean, you know, it's I I feel like far too often reality and 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 fiction are like people can't figure out. Yeah. It's not Cliff Huxtable. No, it's no. fucking Bill Cosby, exactly. and he's a rapist. Right, exactly. And he, but it's sad you know, that Cliff Huxtable has to suffer now because you'll never see yeah, him again well, because wish, Bill Cosby's a rapist. I wish that more people could separate and go, oh, I'm going to still love this show. Like yeah. Kevin Spacey with House of exactly. Cards. You shouldn't hate House of Cards. Unusual, sus- unusual just, suspects. Yeah, usual like, suspects. I mean, But you could still hate Frank Underwood. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. To. <laughs> well, yeah. But it's like yeah. OJ. Right. Honestly, you know? yeah. yeah. If you OJ. love him for his sports, I mean, uh, hate yeah. him for this. No, I, I liked mean. him for Police Academy movies. No, uh, did you? Naked Gun. <laughs> Naked Gun. Naked Sorry, Gun. Yeah. Naked Gun. But, yeah, oh, I mean, I feel like... I, I, I thought the NFL made the right decision by not removing him from the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's like, this is an accolade for what he did professionally on right. the field, exactly. not for what this other guy did exactly. after retirement. And I wish that people who were viewing movies and television shows and all this could separate the two right. and say, look at his piece of work mm-hmm. and and uh, and appreciate the work and all of the other people that worked so hard to bring right. that and not punish all those other people by exactly. like refusing to watch it because of what he did outside of exactly. that. Okay. And, it's just the problem what like they saying, see. I'm a fan of Kevin Spacey movies, <laughs> but people are like, <gasps> I'm like, 
I like his movies. Right, right, <laughs> right. Chill. Well, I mean, it goes back. Remember what was it? Two or three years ago, when they fucking took the Dukes of Hazards off the air, yeah, and they yeah. removed all of the the merchandise from all the stores, yeah, and yeah. like they, I mean, because of the Rebel flag, mm-hmm. uh, battle flag. Yeah, it's like. Okay, but it's just a TV exactly. show. It's, it's like, not and, like they're... Yeah, and you're punishing... What do you punishing... call the General Lee uh, in, a, in a politically correct way? <laughs> right. Exactly. The Charger? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, it it just makes charger? no sense to me to punish all these people yeah. who put in all of this work and contributed to their exactly. art and entertainment of so many people and just say, yeah, too bad. Mm-hmm. There go your residual checks because... Right. Somebody else messed somebody up. Somebody in there, and and I mean, I just I think Jeffrey it's wrong. Said they get a job at Trader Joe's because this check stopped coming. Oh man! Yeah. But, but he did. On no, the that's other... true. I'm not making a joke. That's actually true. That's crazy. But on the other hand, it's like, so do you want to celebrate someone who had done something so heinous? Right. Not celebrate it's... the individual. Celebrate. Yeah. The show. The show. Still appreciate the show, but not the individual. But on earlier, you were talking about being in Hall of Fame. I'm like, uh, maybe not celebrating OJ because he did something pretty horrendous. I I feel like the Hall of Fame with OJ, again, you're celebrating his accomplishments on the field, not him as a person. Yeah. I mean, you know. But I mean, but that's I what don't... other people are saying. They're saying oh, that you're celebrating. I see, I see all the different yeah. points of view, yeah. and I, you know, yeah, I don't I mean, disagree with them. Steelers fans still love Ben Roethlisberger, even though you know that situation happened. Oh, yeah. So, well, yeah. you can, Rudy's you can separate it. You can, you can. <laughs> uh, another great example, if we're going to keep on the sports thing, uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, people, people still adore love, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. His wife stayed with him. Exactly. I mean, so, so there's made still an argument in one game playing exactly. for his freedom. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, much. still argument is one of the best players to go down in all time. So, yeah, exactly. But there is that always that little asterisk mm-hmm. about was uh, he or was he not this. the racist? Yeah. But what they you know. what he did was he changed his number and then he, he was like, it's all fine. Twenty four. Yeah, that, that was that, that was, was the other guy. Eight. That was twenty four. Exactly. So so I mean I think it crosses all different kinds of scopes of business and. It industry does. and life and and uh, i mean it's just it's not going away <laughs> no. no me too is not going away no um it's not I, I and i'm gonna get just political here for like half a second Uh-oh. but oh but i gotta say it because Uh-oh. i gotta say it. I should have, i play some drum roll or no, something no i just i mean i have the utmost respect for the office of the presidency of the united states yeah. right and this douchebag that's in there right now has never figured out the the importance of the office. Yeah, office. Uh, listen, you can think and feel and have an opinion on anything you want. Even the president of the United States can do that. But w- you cannot walk up to a microphone as the president of the United States and, and mock a woman who's claiming to have been sexually assaulted right. in your own, you go, you walk up into the residence of the West wing, have a private conversation with your family, go talk to your best friend, right. say whatever you want, make fun of her, you know, say you don't believe her, whatever. But when you are the president of the United States acting as the president of the United States in front of a microphone to get up and mock someone, yeah. It's ridiculous. It, you, you you can't do that. No. Well, at you the very least, if you do do that, which I don't and I don't condone, if you were to do that, you can't look at everyone and go, "I don't. I love women. I'm not a misogynist." Right. I, I just after I mean, having said something like that. <laughs> I, l- listen, I, I mean, I, I 
forget politics. Just forget politics. Whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, a liberal, a conservative, a progressive, an independent, whatever, I think everybody can agree that that house and that office are bigger than the individual that sits in it. Yeah. And yeah, you house. have to respect that. Yeah. Yeah. And this man from day one has had no respect no. for that office or that house ever. <clears throat> and dump. I have a serious problem with that. And so regardless of what I think or don't think about the whole Kavanaugh situation, I have a problem with Trump getting up to that microphone the other day and, and making fun of her. Yeah, I have a problem with that. Okay, I'm just that was my well, my wrap up of can the I Me Too little, movement. Can I add one little know. joke about sure, that? Sure. There's a meme out going now of uh, Biff Tannen and standing with the bullies. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Saw that. He's totally Biff. Yeah, he he's is. totally fucking Biff. What are you looking at, butthead? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but now the guys who's behind him, the, I don't know if it was his friends or or cabinet members, yeah, or if it was um, Secret Service. But one had yeah, glasses, was, was, and yeah. one in the uh, movie yeah. had glasses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. They yeah. just looked the like, exact scene that is of being so in the diner. Hello. That... Hello, McFly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so funny. That's how he became president. He went back in time and stole the voters' law. <laughs> yeah, and then... to use the information to get himself in it. Yeah. Collusion. <laughs> but, yeah. Just being president in... Biff Tannen. I have the best <laughs> presidency <laughs> in the history of the world. Yeah, oh just gosh. being in Washington this past week was completely overwhelming with all the history and the just the accolades that oh, yeah. our country has put forth and what this country was built built on. So it was amazing, honestly. Yeah, right. Well, and you know what was really amazing to me too, as we were walking up and down the streets and just, you know, like you said, awe in awe and and inspired and and all the. What was really made me really happy is that. We were hearing both sides. Mm-hmm. It truly is our nation's capital, and we were hearing as we were walking and passing by and listening to you know from old people, young people, male, female, black, white. Yeah. There were some foreigns. I think they were French. I, I'm not even. But all had an opinion. Everybody was, of course, talking about Kavanaugh. That yeah. was the, the the thing of the day there when we were there. And um, well, it's still going on. Yeah. yeah, but what yeah. made me really happy was they were all educated. Yeah. They were all speaking articulately Having about what they were trying to say, it, yeah. and they all had points of view. Mm-hmm. But it was it was pretty much split evenly amongst. Yeah. And while I know that you, you know that's, I think our country needs to be that way. You have Agreed. to be able to see the other person's point of view. Right. And then find some middle ground if exactly. we're going to get anything done. Exactly. And to, so to be walking through our nation's capital and hear people intelligently talk about a subject that they so greatly differed right. on, and yet we're finding common ground to, you know, talk about yeah. that. That's that was inspiring. Like, please, hopefully, any of these young people that we heard talking in Washington will someday be in that building. Right. Exactly. They're trying to do the same thing. Exactly. You know, Agreed. I, I remember it's interesting. We were outside the Supreme Court building and, uh, and all the protesters and everything. We get like a, a, an alert on our phone that they're going to delay the, the hearings to confirm them. They just scattered like... They roaches. did. They just went... <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. crazy how fast that was. But anyway, back to industry news. <laughs> Got a little political. Wow, well, yeah. It yeah. was good, though. I mean, because we were in Washington. We, I mean, you yeah. know, and... and uh, who we can't we can't deny that politics 
plays a huge role in no, our industry does. right now it in does. the entertainment well, industry. Well, we just saw that Booker's uh, he went out to L.A. right? To, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Corey Booker to to have a huge fundraiser. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. By the way, I'm just going to go on the record. I want to put it on the record on the show right now. He's going to run president. That's right. Yeah. Cory Booker is going to run for president and, in my opinion, going to win the nomination for the Democratic oh, Party. Snap. Yeah. Well, because Elizabeth Warren's it. also throwing her hat in the ring, too. And Elizabeth Warren. She's, she's going to lose to Cory Booker. Have we not learned? I think that people will not go. Cory Booker, uh, and and uh, this is just my opinion, but Cory Booker is young. He's a bum. Charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing you know, no, He's young, charismatic, articulate. Able to express his thoughts and and in in a positive manner, and has been known to compromise in the past. Yeah. So he's. I think he's going to win the nomination yeah. because that's what people want. That I mean, and and he seems. And he's from the same state. It. He represents the same state that Trump's from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's yeah. definitely going to be. A, but I, yeah, Booker is is. You cannot argue the fact that Cory Booker is an, an intelligent, passionate man yeah. and cares about the country. Yeah. Again, forget your politics, whatever side you fall on. You have to at least exactly. admit that that's he how he cares and trying to move it forward in his yeah. way. But you you brought up a good point, bringing it back to the industry news and entertainment. I mean, our our industry is entrenched in politics. It is, and a lot of what happens in politics dictates what exactly. happens in our industry. Exactly. So oh, yeah. it's, a, it's, an, industry. it's an important matter, no doubt. Yeah, it has to pay attention to bills and everything because of incentives and everything. Yeah, so. exactly. Craziness. All right. Uh, Last Man Standing got its Fox debut and had had about 8 million viewers, a 1.8 rating for the age range between 18 and 49. So they did pretty good on their comeback at Fox. So pretty good to see, I guess. Yeah, and, and this is interesting because on the other side of that, Murphy Brown came back, mm-hmm. and Murphy Brown came back with less viewers Slower, and a yeah. lower rating in the eighteen to forty nine. Yeah, which which is which is odd because you know as we all know, Last Man Standing, Tim Allen and Eric. very far right yeah, conservative, exactly. normally not a popular thing in L A. Yeah. Yet came back strong and people loved it. Exactly. Murphy Brown. Much on the other side, yeah. and, and during the '90s was extremely popular because of the liberal views, yeah. and because of who. I mean, we can't forget the the Dan Quayle incident with Murphy Brown, yeah. but came back not so you no. know gunning it with CBS. Yeah. So I I was shocked by no, that. Unless, I thought honestly. Murphy Brown was going to come out gunning, yeah, because because right now of the political yeah, climate, you said it was I like thought, the perfect time. Yeah, it was a perfect timing for Murphy Brown to come back, uh, um, and yet. There you go. On Last Man Standing, I've only seen uh, maybe one season of it, maybe a few episodes. But isn't one of his daughters kind of like uh, more liberal or something like that? It, that's the running thing. He yeah. is, he's very one way, and the most of the family is the other way. Yeah. But that, and that, that's the contention yeah. you know, yeah. between I mean, all that's what worked for Roseanne before Roseanne went off the deep end. And, it's like, is that there was, there was <laughs> right. a balance. What I really like, though, is that they continued that thing throughout. It wasn't just political. Like, you know, him and the wife were on different spectrums politically, but one was a Michigan and one was Ohio state yeah, graduates right. so they were oh, at it with that boy. you know yeah, like yeah. i i love being a michigan yeah, fan i loved michigan that fan. shit about yeah ohio state sucks <laughs> you know like i mean but they found different ways to to incorporate both points of view yeah they did which i thought it was brilliant because a lot of shows don't yeah a lot of shows well, lean one hey, way uh, or the other honestly. hey dustin go buckeyes oh bro Wow. No Buck off, Chris. <laughs> Buck off. Buck off. <laughs> I'm, well, I mean, uh, and, and, and it should be, it should be like, it didn't, people think that it was, uh, it was canned because of, uh, 
because of political leanings, and that's not that's really like, why it was. Yeah, that's what I heard. Actually. That's not why it was banned. That's not why they canned it. It was canned because it was a it was a, a a contract dispute between the network and the and this production company. Oh, really? Well, I but heard that know, they dispute like the... came from a difference in no, political too. His production company was gonna re- was gonna recoup the cost. After a certain amount of episodes, he reneged. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they like to turn some things in the media sometimes. You know how that goes. Yeah. But, I mean. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, since we were just in Broadway, and we actually are just on Broadway to see uh, the City of Light, Autumn Research directorial debut, we saw a sign for Kinky Boots, and yeah. we were just talking about how we couldn't go to Kinky Boots with that little cam because she'd be shitty. Yes, yeah, big Brendan Yuri fan. Yeah. Big Brendan Yuri fan. Yeah, doing Kinky Boots. Yeah. Um, but Kinky Boots is coming off Broadway after its uh, five-year run, I yeah. believe. So yeah, nice. it's had it's had a long twenty-fifth longest-running production in Broadway history. Yeah, wow, that's pretty. Yeah. After it's all said and done, they'll have about uh, 2,500 shows that they did, regular Impressive. performances. Impressive. So that's, and, uh, that's insane. I've heard the, 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 the most recent incarnation with uh, Brendan is like a fantastic show. Really? I mean, yeah, I've heard it's really good, and he yeah. knocks it out of the park every night. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, bravo to them. Bravo to their long effort because that's that's crazy. It's a long time. Uh, it is. I mean, it, it's, it's yeah. And how awesome was Broadway? Yeah. Can we just talked about it, was. it for a minute. It was like, yeah. not only were we on Broadway, not only did we see like an epic show, City of Lights, um, a brilliant cast, but we were in like one of the most iconic buildings in all of entertainment history. Yes. Yeah. Studio 54, yeah, the yeah. former Studio 54. We're in the dungeon. And, and Feinstein's 54 Below, um, which is na- the basement of Studio 54, yeah. where if you don't know what we're talking about, look it up. Yeah. And you'll see why we were like, oh my God, we can't believe we're sitting in this yeah. building right now. It's, it's, yeah. More oh. like what didn't happen yeah. in the basement of that building. <laughs> if those like, walls could talk, uh, we would probably all be mortified. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. um, be mortified, probably have a new administration <laughs> everywhere. It, it, was, uh. it was epic, though. <laughs> it, it, it was an absolutely, I mean, yeah, a, a crazy experience. Actually, so. actually, the, the more... more uh, more to the point of what we're telling, like there was too, there were all the stories you didn't hear about what yeah, happened right down exactly. right. I mean, <laughs> no one talked. But that said, now that it's not that anymore, I was impressed. Yeah. The the yeah. it was oh, a it was, nice. it was a beautiful place. Yeah, it the, was. the the the, was the setting was like just outstanding. The staff was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. the service and and the I mean it was, was just amazing. probably oh, yeah. the best steak I've ever had. Yeah, you had yeah. the same. Do you have the same yeah. steak as me? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had scallops. Good. The scallops were amazing. So oh, y'all kill me over here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kudos to me. the you chef. You had a checker burger, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had a checker burger. The that wine was impeccable. What I mean, you get for the Buckeyes comment, pal? The wine was impeccable. So just everything from from start to finish was outstanding. And to all of the castmates of City of Light. Uh wow. Yeah. Right? right? I yeah. think we were all in agreement. The show was epic. It yeah. was. I mean, they they were outstanding young actors on And that was and, only like 75 minutes of it. It was supposed to be longer than that. I mean, it's it's supposed to be that was there was a live reading. I, I yeah. yeah. It's a musical reading. Yeah. 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 The official name of it. Uh, yeah. Like, it was fantastic. I thought the cast was brilliant. If yeah. you guys get a chance to see this show. And apparently they rotate out cast members and mm-hmm. they bring in different directors and they do these. But if you get a chance to see this show, either the full 
out musical or the musical reading or whatever interpretation you're it's worth it yeah i mean it was it was fantastic Definitely it was fantastic worth it. So. maybe it's something we'll review on uh is it worth it i uh, think we should episode. i think we should Definitely. and give props you, to you mean all you the weren't already involved. planning that uh, no i mean on the list this week yeah, it is yeah. On the list. yeah see yeah <laughs> but more things happening in new york kanye performed at snl because ariana Ooh, you Gra- mean ye yay yeah whatever yeah Freak it. yeah because yeah. he wants to be called yay now that's his mm-hmm. stage name he doesn't want to be called kanye anymore uh, or kanye west uh, but uh yeah he performed at snl and went on a completely pro-trump rant had the hat on like talks about thinking freely and snl decided not to air it yeah, I watched so, it. Uh, yeah, I watched it too. I applaud your. Yeah, they're um, like screw and he, that. Okay, here's the here's the crazy thing. Like, he wasn't even supposed to be the musical guest. Exactly. Apparently, Ariana Grande backed out for emotional reasons. Mm-hmm. It, we can look into that any way we want to. I don't yeah. know what that was all about. That um, was Kanye going. Hey, I don't want you to show up. Is you better Pete not Davis be there. Show <laughs> yes, up yeah. I I have an opinion on that. I think it had a lot to do with. Pete Davidson and Mac Miller and uh, some stuff. I, I that stuff. that's my own opinion of what I think the emotional reasons were. Okay. Um, but that's just an opinion. I have no idea. I don't know. So uh, Ariana, you know, hey, sorry yeah. if that wasn't it. That's just my opinion. But uh, yeah, it, so come on the I show mean, and tell us. He yeah, wasn't come on exactly show. talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, he wasn't even supposed to be the musical guest. Exactly. And so he jumps in there and does some crazy bullshit. Like, and then it fucked up with his album being released. Yeah, it was so, supposed to be released on Saturday, and you know, after all of that bad publicity, he was like, "No, yeah, okay, yeah." Or his team was just like, "You're not doing this. You're not yeah. releasing this." I'm, okay. Props to him for not backing down on his support for Trump. Right, he's like, owning it. Right, but I mean, dude, come on. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, he only supports Trump because he thinks Donald Trump came from a non-political standpoint and became president. So that makes him feel like he could become president. Because I don't know if you've heard, but he wants to run in twenty twenty. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and he's serious. He's, he's serious. serious. That's, that's the crazy. And thing. Yeah. people he's were serious. laughing about it when he announced it. I'm like, why are you laughing? Yeah, these, exactly. These people that are cheering right now. There'll be voters when exactly. he's in 2020. Can, can I just say, though, that there's <laughs> there's there's another person who has very seriously thought about it, and I don't know about the 2020. Rock? Yeah. Can you even imagine where we get to a point in this country <laughs> where the two people running for president of the United States are The Rock and Kanye West? Like, we can't forget our favorite, Oprah. 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 Now, she was, she was smart. She's, she's like, like no. Nah, mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, but she'd be on someone's vice presidential ticket. I, uh, I could see that. I just, it's Michelle so... Obama's vice presidential. Oh. <laughs> listen, listen. That would be epic. Listen, let me just say that a Cory Booker, Michelle Obama Oof. ticket... Would be hard to beat. Yeah, it would honestly. be a hard. It would be a yeah, hard to beat ticket. Just from I a, mean, d- just from likability standpoint, uh, like mm, yeah. And if I had to counter it, if I had to counter it, I'd go with a Marco Rubio, Nikki Haley ticket on the other side. You don't think Trump's going to get the nomination? I think huh? it, I think it would be an epic battle, but I think Booker Obama wins. Yeah, I think Booker Obama wins. I don't. I my personal opinion is I don't think Trump wants to run again. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to win. Uh, so, <laughs> oh no, he definitely wanted to win. He but just oh, to but say he did. just to say he could. Right. Yeah, you know he didn't. No way. He, he I think the only reason and he he'll got carry in that it, the rest of his life. Yeah, was yeah. to say that he won because he yeah. said to prove that he could. Exactly, which is probably not why you should run for president. Yeah, but, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but anyway. Time out.
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Time out. All right. Yeah, we'll edit this in post. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Sticking with a little political news, I guess. Political industry a news. A little political news uh, we hit today? Designated Survivor, as we know. Or I haven't started watching the show yet, but I heard it's pretty good. Uh, it moved from Hulu to Netflix. Yeah. Maybe this is just another Netflix versus Disney. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah. And, and I... And, I liked season one of Designated Survivor, yeah. although I wasn't real ABC? sure how they were going to continue after a couple yeah. of years. Is it on ABC? I think it's at ABC. It it's was ABC, yeah. The the so it's moving to um, I mean, yeah, it's going to be Netflix. pulled. The, when Netflix, when I they're... mean, anybody not familiar with the whole politi- politics and what Designated Survivor is basically when they give the State of the Union address or any time you know the full. Congress is assembled, yeah. the, both the House and the Senate, and the President of the United States. All the dig, everybody's there. Supreme Court, all the cabinet members, uh, the President, the Vice President, all of the congressmen, all of the yeah. well, they pick a person to be bunkered away yeah. in the event that something were to happen. We would still have somebody to lead the country. It's always somebody different, yeah. You know, and this person is the designated survivor yeah so I, I i mean i loved season one but i'm like how how far can they take exactly. this i mean he's gonna rebuild the government and then and then are what we talking it? what yeah. he, we're gonna go through his re-election process because right. then he's not the designated survivor anymore exactly he's just the president i mean like exactly. then they have to elect a new designated survivor <laughs> right. so, I mean, <laughs> it'd be about a, be like the, the star of the show be some other guy yeah, yeah. some other guy I mean, and then uh, something happens and then right. he Girl, has whatever. to designate yeah. a new survivor but i liked the premise and i thought the first season was good i do feel like it's gonna have a lot more freedom on mm-hmm. netflix yeah i always felt like it was constrained like yeah. it wanted to be house of cards but couldn't yeah um and i love Kiefer sutherland so yeah. i mean you know Honestly. i thought the cast was great so I'm, I'm pulling for this one i hope that it it like i said can find the freedom it, it needed to have i think to to expand and uh, hopefully netflix gives it that avenue and you know, we'll see. Yeah. We know House of Cards is going off. Exactly. It, it, this is its final season. It's so taking its place. Is Designated Survivor the new political show to take its place? Right. I guess we'll find out. Exactly. We will. We will. Uh, getting a little bit into music. Well, kind of music. Corn. Uh, yeah. You know, the rock band Corn. Freaking. <laughs> they decided to release their own brand of coffee. Corn coffee. Corn coffee. Called corn, corn coffee. coffee. That's right. So that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That's going to be pretty confusing on the shelf, though, because some old guy's <laughs> going to go by like, now they're making coffee out of corn? I'm like, what? I'm uh, so confused. It's just awesome to see how <laughs> musicians, actors, and every everybody can like just get I'm going to go this. back to what I want to get a grant from the government oh, for. Oh, shit. I'm Uh-oh. just going to say, can we all just admit, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but this, this fascinates me every time. I'm clueless about this. Corn always seems to... <laughs> Come back together when you shit it out. I'm just going to say it. No matter how much you chew that bitch, cream corn, <laughs> corn on the cob, whatever, you shit, it's whole again. So my concern about corn coffee is, are we going to be shitting coffee beans? Like, is it too going to reform when it comes back uh, out? I don't think These so. are okay, things I uh, need to Dustin, know. Where let, did this let, go? let me, uh, let me let you know that this is corn, corn with a K. K corn yeah. with a K. I know. I know what we're talking about. I just thought I'd throw that out there because I'm still to this day, I have no idea as a child on. to oh a grown-ass man, still confused about corn. I, I remember this conversation coming up when we first met, and I was like, yeah, who is I mean, this I, guy this, right now? <laughs> this conversation has come up 
once or twice over the last 30 years. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. let's admit, we all still don't have an answer. Who does? Yeah. How does it happen? Yeah. Why does it happen? It could be the cure to fucking cancer, bro. Oh I, we don't know. We don't know. Dustin, you see how if our cells... It's called roughage. Listen, and the body cannot process it, whole corn kernels. But can't that's my point. I'm talking about even if you chew the shit done out research. of it. Like, I've done it. Yeah, I have done like research. Because it can't break down the skin, and that's what we see left but over But how does is it the form skin. back into a, a whole... Cr- that's because you didn't chew enough. No. no I chewed to mush, bro. No. I chewed that shit to mush, and no, it no, still no. came back out Scientists whole. in Washington, we need answers. And a $10, $10 million grant? Yeah. I, we can figure this shit out for yeah. $10 million. Oh, yeah. That's Definitely. all I'm saying. Oh, because Why can't Elon Musk get on this? That's right. That's right. Stop sending shit to space and figure out... Corn, okay? I'm just... Think about it. If our cells could regenerate the way corn does... Yeah. It could be the cure for so much shit. Like, really? I'm just... It could be the cure for shit. Okay, oh listeners, help me out. If there oh, is a no. scientist out there, a We're doctor the out poll. there, who understands why you shit whole corn, no matter how much you chew it, be on our show. Just be on our uh, be show. Be on the show. I want to know. Oh I want to... I'm going to do a show about it. Like, oh, uh, like Netflix, let's We're do a series. The shit show. <laughs> the shit show. The Corn Chronicles. Oh Whatever. I mean, it'd be oh brilliant. Boy. It'd be a huge hit on Netflix. The Corn hey, Chronicles. We can have musical guests. Ted Sarandos, come on. Oh, <laughs> Come on, have, Ted. And we can have musical guests. Oh. Like Corn. Corn. <laughs> corn will be our guest, special musical guest on the Corn Chronicles well, this week. Well, they'll be the house band. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, wow, oh, yeah, talk about shit show. Uh, yeah, talk about shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it. a lead in to something? Uh, uh, I oh, think, we, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Every now and then, we've got to stick to the crazy moniker. It's true. Yeah, we are known as crazy. It's true. And it's funny, that conversation the next thing on the list was Bill Cosby. Yeah, we no, no, yeah, that, we already that, covered that one. Yeah, that was that, a shit show. Though. That, that, that was, was a shit show. But freaking Led Zeppelin is going back to court because apparently they people say that they wrote. Stairway to Heaven and not Led Zeppelin. Uh, what? What? Taurus. Taurus says the band wrote Stairway to Heaven and not I've, Led Zeppelin. I've listened to both, and I can kind of see, but um, wasn't one of the members in Taurus? I have no idea. From Led Zeppelin? Uh, I yeah, believe that is correct. Like, yeah, and he just Bonzo? took his guitar riff and uh, brought it over Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven. It's just his guitar riff. Yeah. Uh, What's the difference between uh, that one song and Vanilla Ice's song, Ice Ice right. Baby? Oh, and, wait, uh, well, uh, well, that's because it goes dun 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 dun. It's a difference. Yeah, Vanilla Ice is like theirs is dun 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 dun, but mine is dun 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 dun. He has an offbeat dun. It's it's plagiarism. I, yeah. I, I, is it though? I think it goes back to the same stuff we talk about all the time it's with plagiarism movies. Because I don't like them. With movies and <laughs> television and stuff. There's really just one one or two concepts and that everybody everything spawns just, from. Yeah. It's the same in music. There are only so many m- melodies or riffs that everything spawns from. Yeah. If we were really going to argue in court about everything that sounded similar or had a same note, or what was the one of um, Marvin Gaye and and uh, oh yeah, uh, what's but his that face? Was, yeah, uh, uh, Rob Thick. Rob Thick. Robin Thick. Yeah, yeah. something. Yeah, I'm was... sorry. I listened to that and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, uh, where is this lawsuit coming yeah. from? Like, well, he yeah, think of this. Um, if y'all have ever listened to it, look up the four chord song. I think uh, I forgot the name of the band did it, but most pop music songs do 
the same four chords yeah. in the same progression and almost the same timing. It's just the words and everything else is different. Yeah. Exactly. It's a, a band awesomeness, something like that. Yeah. Well, um, like uh, John Fogarty did a song, I mean, The Old Man Down the Road. It was He, he got sued for self-plagiarism because it sounded too much like Rumble and uh, Run Through the Jungle by Credence Clearwater, Credence Clearwater Revival. It was fronted CCR, by John Fogarty. Just go to CCR. Yeah, yeah. It was fronted by John. It was Fogarty. Uh, Fogarty yeah. b- b- versus Fogarty, and he, he he went on the stand and started playing both songs. Yeah. Yeah. This is how this song goes, and this is how this. But he song made goes. both of them. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like relax. Well, They're that's because smart. of the record companies were different, right. and that's where the lawsuit comes from. It was yeah. two record companies trying to sue for control, and like, well, you're making money off that song that came. He probably didn't own masters album. to yeah. either of them. So yeah, another yeah. example of this. Um, uh, a song called Cha Cha, and then Drake's Hotline Bling, just for other music purposes. So, just wanted yeah. to make comparisons yeah. and shit. Yeah. Right. It's ooh, ooh, ooh. and then ooh. George Carlin biopic, yeah, yeah. Moneyball <gasps> screenwriter. Mm, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's gonna be really. Let, let's just talk. About I didn't know all about the this. biopics lately. Yeah, I mean Elton Bohemian John. Rhapsody coming. Yeah, then we John. saw the Elton John Rocket Man yeah, one. Right. Um, we. I mean, they look phenomenal. They do. Then you Vice. got George Carlin coming. We just saw the the Vice trailer yeah. drop today yeah. with Dick Cheney, who oh my God, Christian Bale, like what? He, he he's like, even got his face down. Yeah, I mean everything. <laughs> well, it was Christian phenomenal. Bale, man, he he goes for it. Yeah, I'm he just does. loving all these biopics though. That I mean, they all look like they're just gonna nail it. You yeah, know, right? Seriously, it's I mean, oh, don't forget don't about uh, Winston Churchill's with. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, uh, darkest, Gar- hour, darkest hour, darkest hour, Yeah, that, they've yeah. been great lately. Um, really looking forward to yeah. uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm really oh, yeah. excited about that one. But um, who will play George Carlin? Though that's what I was just gonna say. Who's gonna play George Carlin? Yeah. I mean, you, you got to take it way back to the hippy dippy weatherman, <laughs> and, like you know, all the way up. And I mean, who's gonna play that? Uh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper, uh, Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um. Bradley Cooper, that'd be an interesting yeah. one. Because I know um, he would go for it. Um, what's his name's out of the pool? Um, what's his face? Man. The dude did Lincoln, and he did all. Oh, um, oh, I, I don't yeah. think Daniel Day Lewis could pull off George Carlin. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm not putting it. I'm just. I don't think he'd want to. Yeah. Well, he's retired. <laughs> he's retiring, isn't he? He always right retires. He retires always. every like until someone brings him a script he likes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I need another Oscar. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think somebody that could actually like pull that off. I'm trying to look him up real quick. See what he looks like. Oh, he does no. I mean, you would need somebody to. All right, just remember the conductor up. from Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, this guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that guy. That guy there. Yeah. Or the like dude the, who was the priest of Dogma, or in any mm-hmm. Kevin Smith movie. Oh my God. Dogma. Rat shit, bat shit, dirty, dirty old twat. Sixty nine <laughs> assholes side in a knot. Hooray! Lizard, lizard shit. Fuck! <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> that was his that, cheer. That's his cheer, man. George Carlin, man. <laughs> yeah, it made this shit. Oh, God. Dude, yeah. you got so much oh. to, to look up. <laughs> oh, damn. George dude, Carlin. Just go on YouTube words. and just yeah. kill a day. Yeah. Oh, my God. Some of his epic stuff. It, 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 it's like, you may proceed to get uh, on the plane. Fuck you. I'm uh, getting in, in the, the plane. plane. <laughs> like, he had some of the best oh, stuff. Oh, God. I mean, oh. he was just like. Okay, look. I got I got two of his. Br- high five with the three fingers. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, high five. And he's got three fingers. No, no. The, 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 bit was, the bit was, he goes, uh, he's like, you ever try to go to shake someone's hand? Then you realize he doesn't have a whole hand. <laughs> It's like, and you got to be cool about it. You can't just go. Whoa! <laughs> it's like, I hey! agree. It's like, 
<laughs> hey, hey, nice hand. Yeah. Give me three. Oh what's the one gosh. with the hot poker up your ass? Like, oh, and no, it's like things you never, no one's ever heard this before. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Oh, I was thinking Before I stick this hot poker in my ass, I'm going to chop my dick off. What the hell? He was classic, man. Or things you'll never see, books. which is like. You can, you can borrow them. <laughs> um, you'll never yes. see a man running full speed and taking a shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and then I, Jackass, not Jackass, uh, CKY did it. Yeah. Or Jackass, they did it. Someone ran full speed and taking a whole dump. Right. And, okay. and like he would be like um he common was... sense stuff. He called out common sense stuff. Why is why is a road you have to pay tolls on called a freeway? Right. You know, yeah. or like and I mean That's a, funny. a parkway. Yeah. Shouldn't it be called a driveway? Yeah. Or like, you know, he's yeah, he's like, Where you park your car is called a driveway, and where you drive your car is called a parkway. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, what the like I mean, Dude, we could go on just, for hours yeah. about it. Oh, but but the, the, the the biggest bit is the seven word. You can't, you can't say, say on, on television. TV. On television, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I, do you? Does anyone remember him? No. Uh, uh, yeah. Shitcock, uh, shit. shitcock, cunt, motherfucker, tits, some shit like that. <laughs> it. Well, that's some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Co- oh no, a cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Rest in peace, George. Yeah. Oh, shit. Rest in oh. Peace. Remember, I mean, there's two way words like you. You could prick your finger, but don't finger, finger your, your prick. prick. Yeah. Okay, look, <laughs> Richard Pryor and him oh. would always go. Will be in a dead heat. Yeah. For the best to ever live. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Carlin. Carlin by far is one of. I mean, maybe that should be one. Uh, I know. Next I, week we'll do comedians. Next week. Well, yeah. I, that but was. That, I just gave definitely. you my number one. Yeah. <laughs> George Carlin's definitely near oh, the top yeah. of the list. Oh yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, there, there Again, is no better. Let They're us both know. Hey, maybe great. we'll do a poll on that. Who do you think should play George Carlin mm. in the upcoming biopic? That'd, That'd be, be an one. interesting one. Yeah. See if anybody responds. Um. Charlie's Angels reboot. We mm. got some more people cast as Bosley. There are three Bosleys. Three Bosleys in this one. Goodness one's gracious. One's a woman, one's black, and one's uh, yeah. uh, Patrick Old. Stewart. Yeah. I mean, one's a British guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, breaking news on the show today. I want to. I also have been cast as a Bosley. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Because everybody apparently is going to be Bosley yeah, in this. Apparently. Like, you know. Mindy Kaling is going to be Charlie. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Just imagine her voice. <laughs> the latest is... Hello, angels! Dijmon Hansu, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dijmon Hansu. Hey, that was pretty good for yeah, me. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, thank you, thank yeah. you. Uh, you you might pronounce have s- all the difficult names. I know, right? <laughs> like, what the hell? You might have seen him in Blood Diamond, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Gladiator, just a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. He was in King Arthur, uh, Never Back Down. He's really good, man. I, I'm going to enjoy seeing what this is going to bring to the table because it's going to be interesting. It is. Elizabeth (laughs) Banks is one, too. Even though she's writing and directing it, she's also Bosley. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, other than Kristen Stewart, do we we know who the other two angels are yet? I have no idea. I know Kristen Stewart is one. Wait, they they have casted them. I think they're relatively... uh, Well, they're not unknowns, but they're relatively new. Uno momento. Uno momento. consult the entertainment Bible. Boy for four. Oh, IMDB. How I lift up ye. (laughs) You tell me the way. Show me me what great movie. Charlie's Angels. Okay, we have... Elizabeth Banks, Christian Stewart. Christian Stewart, uh, Naomi Scott. Naomi She's Scott. One of them. Yeah. And, and uh, Ella Balinska. Ella Balinska. Yeah. I guess that's your three angels because yeah. it's the only three women. Yeah. Um, other than Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. So there you go. Boom. Right there. Thank you, IMDb. Yes. Boom. Always, always Amazon. coming to save the day. Amazon. Amazon, yeah. always yeah. coming to save the day. Right. But we all know how. Right now is a big female time in the entertainment industry. Everything's pushed towards 
the female market. Female-led, female-driven. Yes. Female, uh, yeah. Another thing, 21 Jump Street reboot, this time with an all-female cast. Mm. 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 I haven't, I only saw the movie, so I don't mm. know how. Is Holly Robinson Pete going to come back to play like the captain of the precinct? <laughs> uh, she already had a cameo in the I first mean, one, so, but, but I mean, it would make sense, right? I like, mean, she, she, she was, she was doing the, uh, the auto pool thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was she? Yeah. Do the Deloises have any daughters or sisters? That's the question. We need yeah. a Deloise. You we can't a have Deloise. a 21 Jump Street without a Deloise. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Doug oh, goodness. Oak. Maybe, uh, maybe Johnny Depp's daughter. Mm. Lily Rose comes yeah. and plays one of the roles. That would be cool. Maybe That's, it's, have... it's going to be directed by uh, by Kevin Smith. Yeah, and, uh, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, uh, and Harley, Harley Quinn will be uh, the other one. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. I seriously, it would be really cool Their to daughters. see the children come back and play the roles. That'd you be know? cool. Um, that would be kind of cool. I mean, who knows? Maybe it won't be a comedy this time. Maybe it'll be a... I'd like to see it a drama. I thought it was a great show. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, of course, to have the, the Channing Tatum and, and Jonah Hill one, it was it was obvious they were going to have to do it. Well, in yeah, a comedy they're comedians. Yeah, so they're really good for the comedy. Well, I mean, and mm, remember uh, our guest, our guest uh, last week, yeah. Lily Borden, mm-hmm. yeah. had an opportunity to be on that show. Yeah, and chased love. And chased uh, love, and, and like, yep. That's yep, the think. rest is history. Man. I think she's doing okay, though. Yeah. What, yeah. A, what a fun interview she's she was. Fine. Yeah, she Go was back awesome. and listen to that one, episode 34, 5. Yep, you'll hear all about it, how she had this big chance for 21 Jump Street. And, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe she has another chance. Maybe. That's yes. true. Yes. What comes around, right? Like, you <laughs> exactly. never know. Exactly. Chase well, after that one. Dipping a little bit into the streaming game, Netflix will let their viewers determine the end of some of their shows, uh, like uh, Black Mirror. So that should be pretty interesting. I don't know how they're going to do that, I guess. Of poll, maybe? Yeah, or no. Like, I know how they're going to do it. They're how are they going to do it? They're going to do it. Um, you choose on your screen mm. which ending. you got ending one, two, or three. Like, what does Jason choose next? Oh, that's it's going to be just like an old D&D DVD or uh, adventure book. That reminds me I'm gonna of choose like all. Fallout. <laughs> it's going to be... Go back and watch all of them. Well, and that's the question. Can you lock yourself? You should lock, yeah. It should lock you out. Like, if you choose one ending, yeah, you shouldn't that's get it. to see the other one. Okay, then I'm just going to no. start another account and uh, <laughs> go watch uh, it again. I'd have to go like look up the other endings on YouTube or some shit. You know, it's going to... Maybe this is a test run because you remember we had talked about this a few weeks ago on the show. Movies are 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 considering this move as well, where yeah. you'll see. Well, they've already done it. What was um we reviewed at the dark web mm-hmm. had two different endings yeah. depending on what region of the country where you were. Wayne's World had uh, multiple endings. Yeah, yeah, and so you're going to clue had yeah, three blue. different endings. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, each really. one went to different theaters. Right, right. I did not know really. That. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. until but the DVD now, release. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it on video. Right, so. but until now it went to DVD. Then it went had all three on there. Right, right. even yeah. VHS copies had different endings. But now region. they're going to take it up a level to where you actually play a part in yeah. how it ends. So yeah, but the movies have been talking about it. So maybe this is a little test run. Maybe Netflix giving a little. I know Kiara. Yeah. Our friend, she's really excited about she being is. able to determine how Black Mirror episodes end. Yeah, she was she couldn't stop talking about it. Yeah. So hell yeah, I, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be like her. I think yeah. they're really pumped about this. So. Hell yeah, especially with um, that one. I heard that was a pretty good show. Just another way Netflix is leading the pack. Bro. I know I haven't either, but yeah, honestly, and Netflix sticking with Netflix, they're going to stream Titans internationally. Yes, Titans, yes. Uh, Berlanti's is new that- show. I mean, internationally, just everywhere. Everywhere that the that DC means, streaming yeah. thing won't oh, be yeah. showing. That so Netflix I actually have to buy sh- that shit to watch it. Yes. Oh, well. Um, yeah. Well, do you think they'll put it on there after like the initial season is over? Oh. Uh, 
Um, I'm not sure. I'm not like, sure. Like you know how they do with the like the Walking Maybe, Dead. Maybe I would AMC. assume so. Yeah, I would assume so. And, like they did that with uh, Black Lightning recently. Yeah. So. yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna go. I, I am excited as shit about this show. Yeah, no. I am really excited. Settle, because settle down. Yeah, settle down. I, I, I'm not. We're not going back to corn. It's okay. S- settle um, down. <laughs> uh, no, I've been a fan of the Titans. Calm down. Well, I'm not gonna say for how long, but since the That's initial good. run, Don't do it with Marv Wolfman and George Perez. Yeah. Um, it's when they were initially introduced. Yeah. Starfire. Um, and and Cyborg, who's not gonna be a part of this series, but yeah. like these these characters and Raven. Um, and I've been a fan ever since, and I mm, yeah, was not a fan of the cartoons. Yeah. Um, I like the first one. Well, they're, first they're one is good. Yeah, the first yeah, one, not go. Let's not, I'm not talking about I, I really yeah. liked the the comic books and the storylines and, and the nature of the storylines in the comic books. Yeah. And this show appears to be that. Yeah. It's gonna, it is rated R. It's kind of set in a dark, gritty. Well, yeah, the know, first is can't first, really get into some of the costumes. It, it, uh, who gives a shit about the <laughs> costumes? She's not gonna wear the fucking fur coat in every show. Like, I mean, she's gonna, she's gonna ditch the he's coat. Been, he's been reading too much Twitter. Twitter yeah, shit. I mean, Twitter feed. Yeah, she, she, all those haters out there. She's gonna lose the fucking coat. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't even know anything about those. Yeah. But I, but oh, I my opinion, right? <laughs> but uh, I'm excited for it, though. I mean, it's 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 darker. It's gritty. It's gonna deal with a lot of yeah. stuff. I think that's relevant in today's yeah. society and what's going on. Um, and we're gonna get it to see a side of. Things that we don't normally get to see. I mean, anybody who saw the trailer with the whole fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. We're going to get into this whole living in <clears throat> Batman's shadow wasn't always cool with Dick yeah. Grayson. It wasn't all, he wasn't yeah. all right with it, you know? Yeah. And we're going to kind of find out how that relationship broke down, and which is something we haven't seen in, yeah. in live tran- action versions of it. I hope it, tra- it. it transitions into being, him being Nightwing now. Yes. I think yeah. it does because they introduced Jason Todd as the other Robin. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. See pictures of that, and yeah. Who loves being Robin? Yeah. And is like, <laughs> you know, apparently gets to drive the Batmobile. That's a great spot. The new and trailer. He was like, what? And he's like, oh my god, and yeah, I'm driving the Bat. And he's I haven't like, watched it. Yeah, and 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 Dick turns to him. And he's like, you get to drive the Batmobile. <laughs> like, like he was pissed <laughs> about it. But yeah, I th- I'm excited to sell about it. Shit's and so Netflix funny. sees the potential. Otherwise, they wouldn't have picked it up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think. Exactly. Smart move by Netflix. So if someone's just now tuning in, what show are we talking Titans. about? Titans. Titans. Okay. Titans. For those of you who maybe missed the first part of the show, Tavia's here. <laughs> Where the hell she came from? She just she appeared like corn. She, oh my god. Let's you missed not... all the inside jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're gonna have to go back and listen to that one. You'll be glad you missed that. Yeah. Well, then how dare you? <laughs> or unless we want to let Dustin go on a uh, no, let's not. Okay, let's yeah. not. Uh, let's corn talk coffee. I'm sure you'll hear about it. Yeah, it, it, it was corn coffee, but then he sat there and took it with the sea corn, and corn he's wanting the research. Chemo- oh. He wants research yeah. grants about how corn can pass right through your system. Yeah, oh. that's yeah. to get you caught back up. Real he said quick. you didn't yeah. want to hear it. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, she's thinking about yeah, it. Now, now she's, she's thinking like, about so it. True. Now she's, <laughs> she's going to start researching. <laughs> oh my gosh! Nah. No. <laughs> I'll leave that to the mouth. <laughs> what is it? A ten million dollar grant? You get, ten million. You get a ten million dollar grant. I mean, if they can grants reading? away yeah. left and right for stuff that makes no sense at all. And if I ask for like $10 million, it's just like, yeah, I'm going to do it for this. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love the $10 million dollar do study it. that says that studies don't really change people's opinion. I think I might yeah, renege on that yeah. grant. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, anyway, Venom is Venom. getting some negative reviews. Oh, it's getting boy. Some negative but there are some accusations that some Lady Gaga fans went to Rotten Tomatoes and been writing bad reviews because they want more people to go to A Star is Born. Because oh. they're both coming How, out this weekend. But however, I've just read the review in Variety, and 
That guy, I don't know if he was a Lady Gaga fan, but he didn't get, give very good review to the movie. Well, I heard they to did cut a Lady lot of Gaga, stuff out. You mean? I mean, to A Ven- Star is Born? To Venom. Oh, no, nobody's given good reviews. Yeah. To, that's the point. They're right. saying that a lot of that's being generated by Gaga fans. I know, but this guy for the for Variety was just... A, a, a film critic. Well, uh, well Variety I, takes a real harsh stance. That's what yeah. we have. To well, here's the thing, though, I, and I mean, I'm I'll have to wait and see. I mean, we'll see it this weekend. But the general gist of it uh, with the reviewers, both fans and professionals, is that while the action sequences are fantastic, and Tom Hardy, as usual, does a great job playing the dual characters. Yeah. The story sucks. Yeah. They said it's well, it's it's bad, and not even the action and Tom Hardy can overcome well, this, the story. This oh. uh, particular uh, a reviewer or critic was saying, well, saying a lot of the stuff that I was saying about the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Say he seems like kind of a like a mumbler. I don't get and it. I, I'm completely okay with all that, but I, I, I mean, I'm I, just saying that, that, that that's. I just thought that might was. Oh, you're picking up Eminem's side saying he's a mumble rapper over there. It needs to have a story, though. If it if it doesn't have a good story, then well, because Spider Man's missing. Mm, Exactly. It could be a big part of it. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. You can't really have the story without one. It's true. Exactly. Exactly. All right, to jump back up a little bit, Uh, Ticketmaster Mm. facing a class action lawsuit after scalping. After a scalping mm-hmm. report, uh, I don't know much about this one. How about this? Uh, apparently, they are have been partnering. They have a scalping unit, apparently, yeah. where these individuals they're like brokers, and they go to the website Ticketmaster and they buy giant blocks of tickets and then sell them on a scalper site. Yeah, and that's how they get like around a because. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's individual, and it's actually run by Ticketmaster. Right, damn. So Ticketmaster well, I didn't know Live Nation is, was their parent company. Yeah, is, uh, is benefiting from all of it all the way around. Like that's how these like guys are getting around. Because on Ticketmaster, there's a limit as to how many tickets you can buy. Yeah. So these guys set up an account and they buy up to the limit of the tickets, right. and then they set up another account and buy up to the limit of the tickets, and set up, and they end up buying all of these thousands and thousands of tickets from Ticketmaster, and yeah. then sell them under this other website under these accounts. Right. But these accounts are all actually affiliated by brokers who mm. are working with mm. Ticketmaster. Shady as so shit. it's yeah, and uh, somebody oh, I've been, I've they been didn't so undercover for so many years yeah. yeah I'm looking at it from the lower class standpoint right I want to go to an event I save up money save up money save right. up money finally get enough money and I go on the event all sold out then I go over to StubHub and let's take a look at the prices yeah, still going oh to this guy wants $600 for $30 tickets mm. yeah no yeah, there's it's no way that's not, not today at all it's crazy yeah that's right really crazy. and that's, i was always thinking like StubHub and those other websites should have been shut down for scalping yeah if you are trading tickets like oh no i can't make the event that i well, bought tickets to i should be exchange. able to sell that back but not at a <clears throat> premium price well i mean the nfl is a ticket exchange you could buy things to ticket but that's the through the nfl they're not hiding where it's oh, coming from apparently mm-hmm. see what's happening with Ticketmaster is is these these groups are buying from Ticketmaster, which Ticketmaster is getting all that money right and then they go and they sell it on the secondary site for whatever they want scalping prices and Ticketmaster is getting a kickback from those right. sales yeah. Yeah. so they're basically getting paid twice for yeah, the they're tickets, monopolizing and it. they're monopolizing the tickets so yeah, yeah. that's the problem 
Um, I think good. I hope they do get taken down in this lawsuit. That's yeah. ridiculous. They're yeah. jacking people left and right and shouldn't be allowed to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah should have to pay people fee. back. Agreed. <laughs> for their oh, yeah. Agreed. Free tickets way. for a year. That's exactly. all I'm saying. I mean, just like... Uh, other people something. who are just jacking shit fucking well, just because it infuriates me even every time I look at it. Movie Pass. <laughs> Bitches. Uh, we started putting some theories together. Uh, they've been working with some production companies, some distribution people, and now... The movies you can see every day on there are the movies that are distributed or and produced by them. Mm-hmm. So really shitty about this mm-hmm. situation. Definitely about the cancel. Fuck this shit. Cinemia. Cinemia. On our way. We're going to Cinemia. Yeah, we are. Um, Can't wait. And then, so, okay, so bringing it back to movies. Uh, and kind of wrap up industry news a little bit with, we talked about this before. Uh, Steven Spielberg had announced that he was doing a remake of West Side, uh, West Side Story. Story, which I went on record saying not a fan of because it's like one of those movies you yeah. shouldn't touch. Yeah. But it's Spielberg, so it's okay. Like, mm. um, and he made this big hoopla that he put out a national casting call, and yeah. he was looking very specifically for nobody, yeah, you know, an unnamed to to play Maria and to play the roles and everything. And yet this week they announced that Ansel, uh, I can yeah, never say his name, baby, baby, driver. Ansel Elgort from <laughs> uh, um, Fault in Our Stars and Baby Driver yeah. and all is gonna be playing Tony. Like, but, but you're looking what, for nobody. Nobody's like, yeah. is Maria still gonna be an unknown the then? Hell. Like, and then he Maria's he went be Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he hired Justin Peck, <laughs> who just won a Tony Award for Carousel for uh, choreography. Yeah, so he's like. All of a sudden, now he's going all big stops, pulling out everything, and it's like, damn. I thought you were going with ridiculous. like an unknown cast, and yeah. like you know. So yeah, if he doesn't go unknown for Maria, I think big mistake. Honestly, like I'm, just big. Yeah, we, uh, on, my money's on Ari. Ari maybe Ari. had uh, <laughs> someone told him in uh, some she union or somebody said, no, you can't do that. I, I'm telling Steve, Steve, Danny, Danny Lima. Lima. <laughs> saying Danny Lima. Yeah, she looks like Maria. She can sing. She yeah. can act. Talented she, as all get out. Yeah, Maria. Danny Lima. I don't know if you saw. She just sang at somebody's wedding. She did this weekend. So she did. Awesome. Steven, look for Danny. Look for Danny Lima. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> you will not be disappointed. Yes, yes. And uh, and and Logan will will buy you a uh, lunch at at uh, I will at, McAllister's. McAllister's. <laughs> It'll be great on my business card. Thanks. You want that Reuben, bro? Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> you want that Reuben? With the saucer, no. <laughs> With the oh, saucer, no. That's right. All right, now it is time for our guest pick segment for this week, man. It's going to be a good one. We have the one and only Eric Braden. He's got a very, very crazy backstory. Yeah, I mean, uh, to all the listeners out there, most undoubtedly will recognize him as Victor Newman from The Young and the Restless, right. the iconic role he's been in for nearly four decades now. But this man is also a best-selling author. He's won two national championships in two different sports, track and field and soccer. Okay, I mean, amazing. That's won epic. the daytime Emmy for, for his role on uh, The Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. But after reading his book, I'll Be Damned, um, it just an extraordinary life story about what he's been able to overcome and what he's been able to do with that coming from Germany to America and the amount of dignitaries this man has met, the 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 people that he's been able to interact yeah. with and and what he's been able to do is just astonishing. And I can't wait for everybody to hear his story and, and, and what he has to say because I think it's inspiring and I think that people will be inspired to go after what they want after hearing how he's been able to do what he's been able to do and what he came from. So yes. oh, there he is. Phone's ringing. Let's yep. get it. Hello? Is this Dustin? It is Dustin. Hi, is this Mr. Braden? This is Eric Brayden. How are you? I'm well, sir. How are you? 
What's going on? Uh, not too much. Uh, I'm here with Logan. Uh, and first of all, let us just say thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to talk to us today. We really appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Where are you located? Uh, we are down on the Gulf Coast, about an hour outside of New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Well, Biloxi or where? Uh, Biloxi, yeah. exactly. <laughs> really? Yep. I'll be down. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, we haven't found fall yet. It's very yeah. hot and humid here. In fact, I think it's like 105 today with the heat index. It's kind of crazy. but No kidding. Oh, yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. No kidding. Uh, so, uh, well. like I said, I, I, I'll, I'll start off right away with saying that um, I, I read the book, and uh, it's just absolutely one of the best reads I've had in the last several years for sure. Um, oh, that's nice to know. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it's perfectly titled. By the end of the first chapter, I was exactly saying I'll be damned. Um, it, it was an epic story at the end of the first chapter. <laughs> so, uh, extremely, extremely thought out, well-written book. Um, and I have so many things that I want to ask you from that story. It's just incredible. Um, that's that's so nice to hear. But well, I guess uh, what I will start off with though, you just recently got back from uh, Germany from taking a trip back over to Germany, right? That's right. And um, that was to see family, and I think I saw that you also saw some of your former teammates, correct? The reason I went is to see my former teammates. It's the 60th anniversary of when we won the German Youth Championship in in track and field. We're the smallest town. Uh, to win it, and we beat Hamburg and Munich and Berlin and all that. And uh, this is the first time in 60 years that I've seen some of the guys oh, wow. I've won it with. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely yeah. time to go back and celebrate then. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. And um, Thank you. Yeah, I know reading the book, it's, it's prevalent throughout that sports played an extremely important role in your life. Um, and getting you through some difficult times, and and I guess kind of teaching you some stuff about how to deal with situations. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I would say the I would say the most important thing in my uh, life. Yeah. Absolutely, and yeah. and like I said, that's prevalent throughout the book. And uh, I, I I thought it was interesting because it it, it seemed to go from from sport to sport to sport yeah. with the uh, uh, potential boxing. I think even at one point I remember reading that you had gotten like four concussions at one point. Oh my goodness! And right. <laughs> you were kind of I uh, got to find a non-contact sport kind of a thing, and but almost that's went to right. boxing anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, some of us never learn. Uh, that's anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, between the age of nine and twelve, I had four concussions. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's and, uh, so. But each time, and this might be a good thing for people to who listen to learn. Uh, each time, my country doctor, a lady, always insisted on me staying in bed for three weeks after each concussion. Oh three wow. Weeks. So that may explain why I now have become an actor. I'm <laughs> uh, but that probably explains why I really don't have any, I don't think I've enduring um, damage from that period, although I probably should be examined by a neurologist. Um, but I don't have trouble remembering things. I'm memorizing my dialogue or Shakespeare or whatever. Oh, that's good. So I think the fact that she ordered rest uh, for three weeks, I think helped me. Uh, absolutely, uh, definitely. It's unlike what you normally do in sports, where you say, you know, you had your bell rung a little bit, go back in. Well, right, right. That apparently is not a good thing to do. No, no, and and so prevalent today in sports with yeah. uh, football, especially. Oh you God, see, yeah. they bring them over and they give them a little eye test and send them right yeah, back right out, back like you out. said. It's bullshit. 
Yeah, it's complete bullshit. And and I I love love football. I just love football. I love American football. Yes, I I see you're happy with the Rams this year so far, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, so I've suffered through good years and bad years, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, well, I, re- I remember the Cowboys of Tom Landry and, and, and Starbuck and all those guys. Oh, absolutely. Me too. That yeah. that was my team growing up, and, you know, I've, I've had some Later tough on. years. <laughs> Later on, Aikman and, and Emmett Smith and all those guys. Yeah. Yes, perfect. sir. Um, yeah, I used to watch the Cowboys a lot, and um, uh, they, I guess... Well, I've been taking a beating lately. Though. Yeah, yeah. So it's, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's on the way back. Who knows? I, I'm <laughs> hoping so. I'm I'm hoping we can turn it around. It's been a rough few years. <laughs> so, were you able to uh, visit I, with the brothers while you were out in Germany as well? Yeah, I have three brothers exactly. Oh, uh, awesome. one younger. Yes, right. and, and how long had it been but since the, you? But, had... the elders, but the elders before I came, he broke his shoulder. He shot oh, his no. left shoulder. Oh, and uh, so. <laughs> I spent most of the time driving him around. You know? <laughs> Personal chauffeur. Yeah. That's right. Out of a vacation. Oh, yes. Uh, nice. um, yeah. I saw the photos, though, and they were beautiful. They I mean, were. it's just an absolutely beautiful, scenic uh, place over That's there. Beautiful and, countryside. Uh, absolutely. Beautiful countryside. Uh, and yep. now, had it been a long time since you had been back to see the family as well? No, last time was four years ago. Four years okay. ago, okay. Yeah. All right. But always, you know, always for a short time. In other words, about two weeks or three weeks at the most. And um, it, 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 you sort of almost get to know things again, and it seems familiar, yet it's you, you realize you've been gone for 60 years. You know, right, right. 59. right. And yeah. I would imagine it's kind of changed drastic, drastically since the 18-year-old that left on the boat compared to what it is not now. Really. So. Not really that much, to be honest. Really? Really? Uh, That's not, no, not really that much. The, the sad thing is, that all the old farmers on, on whose farms I used to work and who knew my father and all that, and I would always uh, stop by and, and invite me for schnapps and we would shoot the shit and, and, and you know, they're gone now. They're past. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's, it's a new generation. And there's some connecting links, but um, love the countryside. Love the countryside. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the childhood because it's definitely an impressive part of the book. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people realize, I mean, just from the very start of the book, the way you were born yeah. was just crazy to begin with. Um, and what you've been, you know, you went through and you were able to overcome just before you even got on the boat to come to America was quite impressive. Um, if we if we can talk about that a little bit. Um, yep about how basically your father was the mayor of the town, correct? And you were yep. an affluent, if if not rich, at least of well means. And you kind of had to go through a, a position of poverty after after the war, correct? Yeah, well, after, after he died. He yeah, died when yeah. I was 12. And um, uh, why, who, who knows? But it's, it's too complicated to get into. But um, uh, after the war... Put it very simply, all the ones who fled from the Russians, from Eastern Prussia, from from Sardinia, from all those areas, they used to come to obviously the West, among others to my area up in Schleswig-Holstein, that's north of Hamburg, mm-hmm. and they would get all the free credits from the government without interest, and anyone who was a native of that area which my family was, mm-hmm. my father would not get those same credits. I see. And uh, that was a way for them to um, 
balance out the difference between those who had lost everything and those who supposedly had something. But uh, my father also suffered enormously from the effects of the war, and uh, they took everything during the war partly. Um, we had five or six different trucks, and uh, the army then, the German army then requisitioned three or four of them, and wow. then when the British came in, they requisitioned the last one, and that was it. And after the war, after my father um, came back from, from a prison, um, he would not get credits. And he suffered a defeat, financial defeat, simple as it is, and died. Right. Wow. And, and, and I was 12. I didn't understand any of it then. I yeah. was very close to my dad and uh, didn't understand any of it. So uh, from that day on, I questioned authority. Um, I had fights, you know, you get angry. You yes. get pissed off about a number of things. So I had a lot of fist fights and, and um, you know, don't take any shit. So still don't. <laughs> that's, that's, anyway. No, that, I, I love that you phrased it just like that because actually in my notes, I wanted to say that it was one of the other themes that I caught throughout the book. And I have high respect for you in the fact that you are a man who says what he thinks and isn't afraid to say it, even if it is in disagreement with someone else. And those exact right. words, you don't take any shit. Exactly. <laughs> like, no. and, and I love that. Yeah. I, I, and it, it was throughout the book in certain situations, be it prior to your acting career or in the acting career, you've always stood up for yourself and for what you believed in and what was right. And right. I, I love that. I, I, I love that. Uh, one of the stories that pops into my mind is with the soccer team when you were coaching your son's soccer team and the That's guy right. came out there and was doing some crazy stuff and you just let him have That's it. Right. And I loved That's that. Right. <laughs> so um, I commend you for yep. that. I, I, I respect people highly who stand up for themselves and don't take shit from people and yeah. demand respect. Yep. Um, yep. Your mom and dad both seemed like very strong people, for the impression I got in the book. I mean, what your mom must yep. have had to have endured. They wanted to, they wanted to kick me out of school because I had a, had a fight with a guy and, and uh, you know, happened to hit him down. And uh, as he, the teacher came in and I said, do you want something to do? I was 14. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they wanted to throw me out of school. And then my mother came to talk to the director of the school and said, how do you think I deal with four strong boys, headstrong boys, as a widow, and you can't deal with one of them? Right. Mm -hmm. And that apparently made sense. Absolutely. So they kept me in that school. Anyway, absolutely. Yeah. So, so okay. So, a, a strong upbringing, and, and again, I think sports helped deal with a lot of that anger and helped you. You get out of those certain situations or learn to deal with those situations a little bit. Got involved oh, with yeah. sports and track and field, and and yep. um, excelled in those areas, and then carried that over when you came over to America. It still played a highly important role in your life, and and to this day oh still God, does. Yeah. So l let's kind of make the transition from when you're 18 and you're getting on a boat and coming to America for the first time. Mm -hmm. That had to have been quite the experience. Just I loved your your uh, section when you say you're you're coming up and you see the Statue of Liberty and the skyline the sky and line, what that was yeah. like um, right. coming over. Uh, I mean, I just myself being born here the first time I had been to that. It was awe inspiring. So I can only imagine what it was like coming over on the boat to see that. Oh boy, yeah, I never forget it. Gives you, uh, it just gives you goosebumps. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 whoa. I mean, I mean, America as as a kid growing up, we, you know, America conjured visions of of cowboys and Indians mm -hmm. and, and uh, Louis Armstrong and and, and Lionel Hampton and, and uh, 
my God Almighty, uh, Joe Lewis, and, and, and just America, every, everything is larger in America. Everything is right. just disproportionately large, you know? It's, it's, uh, uh, it's hard to describe. When you come from a well-regulated society, and it has to be well-regulated because you live on a small area, mm -hmm. um, and you come to America, you just sort of, you, you feel that, that, that freedom. You know, you feel that um, that sort of anything goes uh, um, atmosphere. It's it's very hard to describe. And then New York, of course, you know, when you this was in the end of beginning of June, mm -hmm. and it was very humid. I remember, man, the humidity that I'd never experienced before. Right. And you just you just sort of the, I mean, the cacophony of New York alone. You know, the noises and the honking horns and the cars and then people in all kinds of colors, black, white, I mean, and it, it's, it's incredible, mm -hmm. what an incredible impression, and uh, I'll never forget it, never forget it, um, it's all inspiring, yeah. and, and then you, you know, then when you drive through, as I did with the Greyhound bus through the south and all that, um, obviously you, at that time you saw the very, you know, uh, sad signs of, of, of um, total discrimination mm -hmm. and for whites only for colors only and all that and that, that was the case in 1959 still but you also at the same time and that's a feeling i never never lost in america this is a powerful powerful country jesus this is really a powerful country and you should not when i hear paranoia and people about that other nation or that other nation i always have to laugh i said are you kidding me no one will come up to the strength and power of America. No one does. It's, it's, it's not even comparable. The combination of of new blood, new immigrants. You know, the Germans, by the way, constitute the largest ethnic group in America. I don't know whether you knew that. Uh, no, I did not. But uh, It's the largest ethnic group in America. Wow. Interesting. Because of both world wars, people kept on denying it and kept on, you know, sweeping it out of the carpet. Well, that's bullshit. Germans are the largest ethnic group in America. They have contributed enormously to the success of America, to the backbone, the mid the Midwest, for example. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. I could not agree with you more. Uh, my sentiment is the same. Uh, and I, I, it's a great transition because I do want to talk to you a little bit about, about that. I, um, and I, I'm glad that you brought up the German immigrants because it, it wasn't something that I was aware of. But I know you have done active work uh, for a long time with uh, German and American relations and uh, Jewish relations. And it is one of the things, you know, even as a young man, I was aware of. Um, the, the ridiculous notion that all Germans were Nazis, um, and, and, and to go through that, you know, ridiculous nature of, and you see it even now in, in different areas, you know, um, all Muslims are terrorists and, or all black men are thugs or, you know, unfortunately it's still something we're seeing in society today. Um, but I, w I would you agree with you. Everywhere. You see it everywhere in the world. It, and, and the only way to the only way to undo that or to ameliorate it, to, to soften those hard-edged issues, is to talk to each other, is to get to know one another. That's where dialogue comes from. And that's the essence of democracy. And that's what this goddamn Congress is not doing. They're not talking to each other. There's a total partisan divide starting with Newt Gingrich, and now perpetuated by Mitch McConnell, 
who will not, under any circumstances, compromise with the other side. But the other side, all of them. That is undemocratic. That is un-American. Absolutely agree. I think I think the best way to describe it for, for me is what you just said. I think too many people judge people by the cover and don't open the book and read. And you can't make an assumption. Yeah, it, to know each other. Get to talk to each other. Exactly. And then you discover what you have in common as human beings. Right, because once you do that, you'll realize quickly that we have far more in common than we do not. And and that's that's where you make inlay, and that's where you start to make uh, agreements and concessions and and compromise. Uh, agree one thousand percent. Do I understand, for example, do I understand uh, those people in America who lost their jobs because of because of globalization and and, and because of uh, technology and all that? Of course I do. Damn right I do. Who wouldn't understand that? I grew up in poverty. I know. Of course I understand. But I, what I don't understand is is when they're being fed a bunch of bullshit. Right. In other words, how do we solve these problems? We need to talk about that. We need to have dialogue about that. Serious dialogue about it, you know? Agreed. It's, I, I, it's, do I understand Do I understand the farmer now in, in, in the Midwest? I mean, I, I grew up on farms. I know how hard those people work. They're the hardest, unbelievably hard work. Incredible. Very insecure job. You never know what the harvest will bring. It's, 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 so, but we need to talk to each other. And to hell with the platforms of the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, I can't stand either of them sometimes. Let's talk to each other. Let's, what is the problem? How can we solve it? Instead of talking in, 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 in you know, gen, uh, generalizations. It's, it's, anyway. I absolutely love everything you just said. I could not agree more. I think this, this, it's either black or white. There is no more middle ground anymore. Nobody wants to hear what anybody else has to say. It's either their way or no way. And nothing will ever get accomplished like that. Nothing. Look, if this, if this is fundamentally, let's say, a Christian nation, a religious nation, then one of the essences of that is empathy. Yes. One of the essences of the Christian faith, I grew up with that, so I can't talk about the others, I don't know anything about them. Okay, but the essence of Christianity is forgiveness and empathy, to understand the fate of what someone else is going through. If I, if I were, if I just put yourself once in the shoes of a black man. Right. Or a black woman. They are a friend of mine who I did a play with in New York in, in the 60s, Clarence Williams III, said, man, you have no idea. You don't know what I go through on a daily basis. I'm looked at askance on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Can he help that he was born with a dark color? Can any of us help that I was born in, 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 in Nazi Germany? Can anyone help that he was born into a Jewish family? Can anyone help that he was born to a Muslim family? Where the fuck does this prejudice come from? Exactly. these people. Exactly. Exactly. Put yourself into other people's shoes. And if you are a Christian, then you will do that. Then you will empathize. Then you will forgive. And forgive yourself. I, Instead of harboring these... these, these this obnoxiously hostile attitude towards people of another color, of another faith. That goes for all sides, by the way. There are Muslims who are prejudiced towards, towards Christians. There are Jews who are prejudiced towards Christians. Right. There are Christians who are prejudiced towards... So let's, not, let's include everyone. We all need a dose of that. A dose of forgiveness, a dose of reaching out, of talking to someone and saying, listen, man, what are your problems? 
what, what are you worried about on, on, on a daily basis? Well, most of us are worried about making a living, yeah. surviving. Yeah. Do we have enough health insurance? Anyway. I have to ask you yeah. because I, 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 I want to touch on this just a little bit and uh, I, I, because I'm extremely interested in your point of view on this. Um, coming from the background that you came from and fighting so hard to, to, uh, to educate people um, correctly on, on certain issues dealing with, with Nazi Germany and, and the way it really was and the way it wasn't and what you've had to deal with. There's a lot of comparison to the current resident in the White House about the populist approach that he's taking and 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 the wanting to, as you said, make America great again and and controlling what the message is through the fake news, if you will. Um, what are your thoughts and observations on that? And I, I mean, is that a fair comparison in your eye? And and I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Okay. First of all, right off the bat, there's no comparison, okay? This notion here, make America great again, to me is, is, is a bunch of bullshit. America is great. It is great, period, out gone. Who, who buys that Kool-Aid? Now, do I understand the miners in West Virginia? You're damn right I do. I know, I come from that world of making a hard scrabble living. I know it. So I understand their fury. I really do. I don't quite believe in the solution. It, it, it. It just needs to be explained. We need to, and then we need to do something about it. Exactly. Obviously, people lost their jobs, lost their income. You know what that feels like? I know what it feels like. Absolutely. When you lose your job, when you don't know where your next meal is coming from, when you don't know if your mother's going to be thrown out of the house because she can't pay the rent. I know what that feels like. When you have three or four kids, you don't know whether to send them to school hungry or, or with nothing to wear or no shoes or whatever. I know. I grew up in that world. But the point is that... We need to not, not now, look, to me the notion of a guy who grew up as a super millionaire in New York City, never worked a day in his life, and now telling people who really suffer how he's going to solve it, that's a joke to me. If he were to solve it, great, I'd be all for him. He ain't solving it. Right. But this is such a, to compare those two is ridiculous. For anyone to start out, for anyone to start out with a notion Make America great again. America is great. That's as simple as it is. I fundamentally disagree with that very paradigm that we need to make it great again. It is great. Let us remind ourselves of who we are and what we have accomplished. Let America remind itself of what it has done internationally. Has done great, great, great work. I come from a country that if it hadn't been for America, we would not now be a democracy in all of Western Europe. Okay? We would not be. If it hadn't been for America and American troops and NATO, which America really started and, and led, most of Europe would now be under communist rule. I have to thank Reagan, I have to thank Bush, I have to thank all those guys for standing up to the Russians. Yes. Because we now know, we now know that they, in their drawers, they have plans for conquering Western Europe. So... To those critics, for example, also on the left in Europe that criticize America, I said to all of you, without America, you would not live in a democracy. You would not have the, uh, the right to criticize anything. That's a fact. That's the truth. We, we started the United Nations. We started with the League of Nations after the First World War to prevent all future wars. And then after the Second World War, we said, we really got to stop this now. We created the United Nations to talk about things. Yes. So we wouldn't have another catastrophic war. Anyone who wants war hasn't been in it. He doesn't know what it is. Okay, but so goes you out very quickly. It's, it's, it. 
America has been the leading example and people want it to stay the leading example. So we get criticism from beyond there. So what? Anyone who is in an exposed position, anyone who is in a position of power is criticized. That's, you know, part of the course. Absolutely. But America has done so much good in the world. And also some bad here and there, obviously, but so much good in the world. Most of the world would not be democratized without America. Let's face it. Uh, I so ca- stop this bullshit of saying make America great again, as if there's something wrong with this country. I, I could not thank you. Thank you, sir, for being so honest. Thank you for... for uh, your dialogue there, because I, I could not agree with you more. First of all, I agree wholeheartedly with you that the comparison is ridiculous. If you can't educate yourself about what really happened and what Hitler really was, and make this ridiculous comparison, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. And you I could not agree with you more. Right. Wheelbarrows of of meaningless money to buy a loaf of bread, for example. Right. They stood in line. For hours to get something. How the hell do you compare that with now? Exactly. Exactly. There's one. There's one other thing. You know that there's there's an underlying fear among some whites of the losing power. In other words, this fear mongering. I, I just can't stand it. I cannot stand it. We are a great nation, and and how many look? How many intellects have we wasted by prejudice? How many extraordinary bright people are there? I have. I know. Immigrants here from south of the border who barely speak English when they come here. They work their asses off. They work so damn hard. They never complain. They work so hard. And you know what? I know a lot of their children who are now getting degrees in in, in biochemistry and engineering and all kinds of things. The waste of intellect. Why don't we start looking at South America and their governments down there and complain about that shit? Right. That's what we should complain about. How come those governments allow conditions to exist in South America and their societies as they exist now? That's what we should pay attention to. They're corrupt beyond, beyond imagination. That's how corrupt they are. They don't allow the lower classes to come up through education, etc. Think of the enormous waste of intellect, of energy, of, of contribution. That's what America is for. That's why they all come here. Because this way you can realize your dreams with hard work. Not everyone does, but at least you can. I know a lot of people whose children, I used to play soccer against many of them, mm-hmm. Latins, who barely spoke English. Look at their kids now. They graduate master's degrees, etc., etc. How wonderful is that? It's amazing. It's amazing. Now, on the other hand, when it comes to, and I agree with Trump on that, when it comes to uh, illegals coming across the border, to that I have to say, what utter hypocrisy for the last decades. Namely, just let's take California, and now also I think New Mexico and Arizona and, and uh, some southern states. All the immigrants that come over here, illegals and illegals, mostly illegals, provide cheap labor. Here in California, the biggest industry, one of the biggest industries is agriculture. The agricultural sector in California would break apart if it were not for the cheap labor, okay? Mm-hmm. So we have been hypocritical about that for I don't know how many decades. Don't you tell me that we don't have the wherewithal to close the damn border. Are you kidding me? Of course we do. But on the other side, oh, no, no, don't close it completely because we still need that cheap labor. <laughs> the, in, 
entire gastronomical infrastructure in California, the service industry, would break tomorrow if it weren't for illegal immigrants and sometimes legal immigrants. Now, am I for illegal immigrants? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Absolutely not. Apply to get in here. Right. I came as a legal immigrant. I had to apply. Sign up papers, the whole thing. So why the hell should someone come here illegally and, and demand all kinds of things? I'm, I, I disagree with that. Stand in line, fill out your forms, and wait for, for passage. That's all. But we have enabled the illegal immigrant to come over because we need him as cheap labor. Right. That's the truth, and no one wants to face it. That's uh, exactly. Well said. Well said. I could, uh, again, agree uh, wholeheartedly on every point you just made, and I, I, I think your your the your approach, your dialogue that you use to describe the situation is spot on. And again, I can't I can't reiterate enough. I wish that more people would would speak as you do and say things as bluntly as you do and maybe get the attention of the people that need to be paying attention because you're right they're they're, they don't deal with it they don't want to hear it they shove it aside and and we need to have a dialogue and talk about it and you're exactly correct you've done you've done you've done a lot of dialogue like this um you were appointed to the german advisory american advisory board and you do speak out on so many issues like this have you ever thought of maybe taking that in a in another direction or is it just something like like you, you would never have the patience to kind of tolerate what goes on there. Or have you ever thought about politics? To be honest, to be honest with you, I, I would not have the patience. Yeah. I, I just, to be very frank with you, I mean, uh, I, no, I would not have the patience. You know, it's, 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 no. Um, yeah, if I were younger and, and, and uh, no, I just don't have the patience. I, I, I completely I, understand. Yeah. I mean, I, I, especially hearing you talk and hearing your passion. I, I can, you'd be bashing your head on the wall trying to get through to these people. I could just imagine. Um, so <laughs> I totally, I totally get that. But again, I want to thank you, sir, for for your dialogue and for, and I think it's important that that the dialogue gets out there. It's prevalent throughout your book. It was prevalent in this conversation uh, for the uh, in this interview. And and I thank you. I respect you. And and I think that more people again should be should be like you. Oh. Just remember, this is a great, great country. It is the greatest in the okay. world. And, and it, is, it is based on the notion of justice. It's based on the notion of democratic uh, dialogue. It is also, by the way, based on the notion of innocent until proven guilty. Yes. And that's a remark about the Me Too movement. I, I, I wish that one of the guys would finally say, listen, come here, let me take you to court. I want to take you to court. Now, in some cases, I'm sure it's justified. But what, what country are we living in now that people are just hearsay? You know, they hear rumors. Right. People lose their, 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 their jobs. Their professions. What's that all about? Absolutely. Listen, we talk about this every week on our show. We have this discussion, and I'm 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 so glad you brought it up. By, I am by no means defending some ass who is using his his uh, his malehood that he is a stronger than a woman and and forces her to that that is abhorrent to me. Oh, exactly. To me is a sign of a loser. He's a loser. Absolutely. I mean, the, the idea that that I would have to force myself on a woman that's you're a loser. Exactly. But the point is, but the point is, it still needs to be proven. Proven, exactly. You're innocent until proven guilty. That is the essence of jurisprudence in this country. Now, in some in some cases, those guys deserve what they've been getting, but that's all in the window. That's all hearsay. Look, this is what everyone needs to be taught. 
boys and girls, that speak very openly and honestly about this. As a boy, we learn to keep on trying, to keep on trying until you get to the prize, right? Right. In other words, don't give up. So what we all have to learn as men and boys and as girls and as women is if a woman decidedly says no, that means no. Now, any man who's sick enough to go beyond that and then pursue it, although she's categorically and clearly said no, but say no in a definitive way, because let's be honest, my generation grew up with the notion of, well, if it's no, uh, no, not now, no, that meant you kept on trying. Now, if a woman had said no, as a normal man, you say, oh, wait a minute, she's certainly not interested. If a woman says categorically no, that means most men, who are healthy, would say, whoa, 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 she doesn't want me. Right. not interested in me, so, that, so you stay away. Okay? But if it's a hesitant no, most guys say, oh, hmm, well, I should keep on trying. That has nothing to do with some sons of bitches abusing their powerful positions to get what they want and then threatening the woman with losing a job or whatever. That's sick. It is. That needs to be stopped. No question about it. Agreed. Agreed. I, th- I think you. I think you hit it right on the head. I think you. I think you're spot on with everything you just said about the movement. Um, coming from, uh, have you noticed? Um, in a different. Uh, has it affected how people are approaching their careers from what you've seen? Because they're scared of being accused of something they didn't do. Have you seen it actually had a drastic change in people within your industry on a personal level? Well, not on a personal level, no, no, no. But I mean, it's, it's no. I mean, let's let's not exaggerate the the you know in, in most uh, interviews and in most uh, everything happens in, in in a very courteous way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are there are exceptions, of course, apparently, and uh, you know, and, and uh, that's unforgivable as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely, if you use your position of power to force a woman to do your bidding. That's obnoxious. It you're, is. You're a loser. You're a loser. Period. So uh, to me, it's, it's, it's all quite clear, but I think they should have demonstrations on television. Uh, instead of talking and talking and talking, have demonstrations. They're okay. Use, use actors. Use, she says no, it's no. Boom, that's it, but not, no, well, not now. And, uh, what? Right. But to a guy who thinks he's worth his salt, that means he'll pursue it. Any normal man, as far as I'm concerned, if he doesn't feel reciprocity, if he doesn't feel that the woman also finds him interesting, he isn't interested. That's it. Right. But make it clear. Say, buddy, I'm not interested. <laughs> no. That's it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love the dialogue. I just I I love the honesty and 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 I just I I, I love that you make your point and, and get it out there. Um. So I, I okay. I want to kind of bring it back because you, your trek to even get to where you're at today is is quite remarkable. Um, from living out the dream as a cowboy to cutting up cadavers in Texas and you know parking cars, it, it's been quite the trek to get where you are today, has it not? Uh, you bet. But you know, it's it's um, uh, yeah, been been tough in there. But I it just uh, how should I put it? Um, there's a there's a good will in America. When when you are willing to work hard, when you're willing to do it, most people will help you. Yes. You know, it's 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 they will they will pat you on the back and say, "Good for you." 
Right. And, and uh, that is not as open of a case in Europe, for example, or other, other nations. It isn't. It isn't. You know, you, you met with a lot of envy in other, in, for example, in, in, in Germany, hmm. if you climb the ladder. It's, it's um, um, America is just still remembers, it's a collective, in its collective memory, that you, 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 every immigrant who came here needed help somewhere along the line. Right. You know, someone helped him get on the horse, and, and, um, or several people. Um, yeah. 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 Was it tough? Yeah, here and there, of course. Right. I'd, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. But again, it's a testament to, to your upbringing in Germany and, and your understanding of hard work. And hard work gets you where you need to be. And, and I agree with you wholeheartedly that when people recognize the hard work, they're going to help you because they recognize the hard work and what you're willing to do and what you're willing to sacrifice. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And your accomplishments have just been amazing. I, I, I'll tell you, the one thing that stood out to me in the book that I thought was a really interesting passage was about the river of no return and being one of two men to first successfully make that trip um i had no idea about that that that's amazing if you if you want to talk a little bit about that because that that's a story in itself about how you just refused to give up and you guys were able to accomplish the trip that's amazing right well that was in 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 idaho on the salmon river Mm -hmm. the river of no return and uh, it was in 1960 and um um you know what would I want to see it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would only see it again going down. There you go. <laughs> down river, you know, maybe maybe not boat. so much coming back, right? Um, in, in, a, in a malleable rubber boat. Not, but if I were to do it again against the rapids, only in a jet boat. <laughs> Understood. Well, you know why? I, I, you know why? It, you know why? Because the regular... Uh, the 40 horsepower Johnson Motors mm-hmm. had a propeller at the, at the, at the bottom. Right? Oh, okay. So, and that is what makes it so difficult. You go through a rapid and you think you're through it and then you see calm water. What you don't realize is that under that calm water loom rocks. Mm, right. So, it, it, and we lost it uh, three times uh, closest I've been to death afterwards and um in a jet boat, that doesn't happen. I see. Okay. Do you understand? I do. That's that. Because what, what you do is when you face a rapid, you look for the opening. You say, wait a minute, that seems to be the softest spot. Let's hit that as hard as we can. Right. But with a 40 horsepower Johnson, you don't have that much power. But uh, in a jet boat, you would aim at that, and um, unless you get caught by one of the waves, then you're lost. I don't care what you drive. Right. You know, and because the power of that water is just incredible. Yeah, I, I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. And yeah, yep. that you, you even talked about that a little bit, about there were certain points where it would just be one of you would literally have to get out of the boat for the other one to be able to make it. And uh, Correct, and then the other one would be... I mean, that's amazing. The guy that I was with, uh, Bob McKinnon, who approached me for it, was a water polo player and swimmer at the University of Montana, Missoula, a tough guy. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, he knew rivers very well, right? And he had studied them going downstream, so he knew uh, we would we would be in front of a rapid, and he would read it and said, "I think if we hit there, and then we did, and we couldn't make it. We had too many gas cans in, in the damn thing, so I had to he let me get off the boat before the rapid, and I carried the damn gas cans across on 
on rocks to the other side. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I don't know which one was dangerous, but anyway, it was an adventure and it got me to, to L.A. We oh. made a documentary film and that's how I came to Los Angeles. Right, uh, and uh, that's an amazing story. Another one I just want to touch on because I thought it just made me laugh hysterically when I read it and I thought it was outstanding is the little uh, um, passage you put in there about when you were working as a mover and this lady just giving y'all hell at the top of the stairs, and 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 your coworker, you know, basically told her to shut the fuck up, and you were like, "Wait a minute!" He, he, he was an old crusty American. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, we're carrying up a refrigerator. I, re- I remember the time of day. I remember the night. I bet. Uh, you're walking up the creaky stairs, and I was at the bottom holding onto the damn thing, and he was at the top. And as we slowly made it up the stairs. Uh, she said, now, don't, don't touch this, and now, don't touch that. And, and he finally was exasperated, you know, holding onto the damn refrigerator. Right. So this lady, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> and I, I, I thought, wait a minute, that sounds great. You know, I was still translating from, from, from English into German. Right. <laughs> How does he turn a verb into a noun? <laughs> shut the up. Right. And I just, I will never forget it. No, and I love how and you I said... I love how you said after that you've effectively used the word ever since. I I, I thought yeah, that was no, hysterical. No, I, listen, I love American swear words. I I love it. Yeah, love it. <laughs> that's love fantastic. It. That's fantastic. Yes. So okay, let's talk about 1961 because that's a pretty big year for you. Um, yeah. you, you your first acting job. You met your future wife. You signed with the eventual national uh, championship team. Um, it, it was a pretty big year. I, I won the, the national championship in 1973. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I signed in, 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 anyway, go on. Okay, yeah, no, I just, a pretty significant year for you. It just kind of seemed like where everything took off for you and kind of everything that was going to happen in your future kind of happened for you right there is where it kind of started. Yeah, you know, I have to say who, who played an enormous role, I, I, upon reflection, uh, was my wife. Um, an old American family, and, and, and uh, she went to a Catholic high school here, and, and, and private school, and, and uh, was very was a Europhile. She loved French literature and, mm-hmm. and art and all that, and, and she had an understanding of what I wanted to do, and she encouraged it. Right. Uh, she went to school with her daughters of Frank Sinatra and, and, and Mia Farrow and all those people, and she she knew the side of the business, and she she encouraged it. I think her encouragement helped me a great deal to continue uh, in this business. You know what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. um, I have to say, the longer I live, the more I realize that in in, in important moments of my life, um, she played a big role. Absolutely. And you mentioned that several times throughout the book, um, everything from the the name change to staying on the young and the restless to the Titanic. Um, I mean, those type decisions a lot you reference throughout the book. Um, So, yeah. And another thing I thought that was really interesting, because I don't know if a lot of people knew that when you came over here and you were doing the ranch hand and, you know, the cadaver cutting and stuff and the making the transition into acting, I thought it was an absolutely wonderful uh, chapter in the book when you describe showing up on set for the first time an hour and a half late, not having any idea what the script was or even what you were doing, and that you so much respect for you for crediting the script supervisor 
um, and coming up to you and saying, hey, it's a, it's a perfect example of what you were speaking to earlier about somebody giving you a helping hand and, get, and getting you through to what you were trying to accomplish. And I, I thought that was a great story um, about, about how you were able to do that and how she came that forward. Was, that was simple human kindness on her part. Absolutely. You know, and without that, who knows, I might, might not be sitting at being interviewed by you. Uh, agreed Ag- agreed and um by the way i just thought it was hysterical also when you were talking about the pages and the colored pages and how you tossed them because you had no idea what that meant that was hysterical to no me clue. yeah <laughs> I, had, I had no clue that was so funny I, and that's uh that was um I'm sorry. uh bobby sirks correct is uh, that's that's who that was that that kind of helped you out there correct bobby sirks right? yeah. she was a script lady exactly. yeah. yeah fascinating story she, she unfortunately passed before I could thank her, you know? Right. Uh, well, yeah. and I, I kind of want to talk on that a little bit, too, because throughout you also, and you do mention that it was unfortunate that you weren't able to thank her, but throughout the book, I think you do a great job, and, you, and uh, there's a lot of recognition showing your son also and talking about your son, but the way that you do, uh, it was a theme throughout the book, your appreciation for the people who have helped you and been able to get you to the spots that you were at, and you may you have a great... Um, section when you talk about Muhammad Ali and Pele and about how they understand and respect the people who get them there, including the fans. I love the section where you talked about how Pele came in and went immediately to the kitchen and thanked the kitchen staff and understood that who gets him where and why he's in the position that he's in. And I thought it was fantastic that your son was there and this is a kind of thing as a father you're sharing with your son about this is how it should be and how you i just thought it you did an outstanding job writing it and effectively showing your appreciation throughout the book um well, I, you obviously did an outstanding job reading and understanding it well uh, thank you I, I appreciate it like i said i was impressed by 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 your writing um i was impressed by your story and i want to talk a bit about the relationship with your son i i'm a single parent with a daughter and i've tried to do the same thing and and express the right way to treat people and how to appreciate stuff and i think your relationship with your son is amazing um the story even that how it was your only child because of the the problematic um pregnancy and stuff but you, you can tell you just, I love how often you reference that it's the single greatest accomplishment and the most important person and how you reference your son in that relationship. Much respect for you, sir. Um, I, I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's, it's yep. Uh, we talk almost daily, you know, and, uh, um, yep, it's, it's, I would say that moment when he was born was arguably the biggest moment in my life. Right, right, and 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 rightfully so. I mean, as a father, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it's it's by far what I consider my greatest accomplishment. No matter what I continue to do in life, I, I think that's my most important role and my best accomplishment. And I, like I said, I just the way you speak of him is, is phenomenal, and I, I just love that relationship. Um, now, he, and you know, when, it, when you when you think of it, what an extraordinary moment. I mean, what a just think about the process of, of a child being conceived and then it grows and then it's born. I mean, it's an incredible process. Absolutely. You know, we, we take so many things in nature for granted. It's it's just, think about it. It's a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. It is. The longer you live, the more you think sometimes about, you know, the interconnectedness of things and, and, and wow. And then there's always that moment when you say, who, who thought of all this? Who, 
that's where religion comes in. Right. You know, you always get to a point where you can't answer it. And, and, and it's a mystery. Where does it all come from? And that's when you think there was a creator somewhere. It's, it's, it's just, think, we, we take so many things around us for granted. When you really think about it, say, my God almighty, think of the genius in human beings from early on to build the extraordinary buildings in the world. Right. Think of medicine, the extraordinary accomplishments of understanding the body. I mean, it's, it's the whole thing to me sometimes is just, uh, one has to stand there and say, my God, um, where does all this come from? And that's where I understand people who become religious. Right. Know? Um, it, it, it's a kind of it's a kind of spiritual feeling that you also get by by listening certain music, and you say, "Wow!" You know, I mean, listen to to uh, Aretha Franklin, uh, uh, certain blues, right. certain singers. Listen to Beethoven, Beethoven's Ninth, when the choral part sounds. I mean, it's just extraordinary. And where does that come from? And I think we should embrace that mystery rather than rather than saying, no, I don't believe in it, or I don't believe in God, or I do believe in God, or whatever. To me, it's a mystery. Right. It, it's just a magnificent mystery. Absolutely. And mostly expressed in certain pieces of music, where you just stand there and say, wow, you know, or, or certain paintings, or um, certain buildings. Uh, I mean, you know, human, human beings are, yes, we are capable of great cruelty, but we are capable also of enormous accomplishments. Agreed. Enormous accomplishments. Agreed. Uh, speaking of um, Aretha Franklin, uh, the recent passing, I know that she was a big fan of yours and the show, and that... Um, I, I, I liked your tribute to her. I, I thought what you said about her passing was, it had to have been, and Burt Reynolds recently, I know you worked with Burt Reynolds in the past. The amount of extraordinary people that you've been able to work with or come across during during this amazing journey of yours is spectacular in itself. Um, what, what, what was it like? I mean, kind of kind of talk, talk to us a little bit about Aretha and about Burt and you know, your feelings on them and their passing. Well, um, you know, she uh, she passed too soon, and and uh, uh, what an enormous accomplishment! Uh, listening to her songs and listening to her perform is just. Uh, I've met her three, four times, and uh, she was a big fan of the show, as you know. Mm-hmm. And there was a mutual admiration society, and and I just after she died, they they showed uh, her. Uh, stepping in for Pavarotti, right? And uh, his signature piece was was Nessum Dorma, uh, a Puccini opera, and and she stepped in for him and did her own version of it. I tell you, it just brought tears to my eyes. It's just extraordinary, mm. just extraordinary. And it's it's um, uh, now Bert is a totally different story. Uh, but we did 100 Rifles together. Right. A film in Spain in 1969. And, and uh, I just remember him, a very nice guy. And he was a great athlete. He was a very tough guy. Yeah. He did all the stunts himself. And he rode out of, you know, running trains and all that. I mean, he, he was a 
tough guy. Right. Yep. Right. Uh, but very pleasant. I um, I got to know Jim Brown a little bit better, and uh, uh, he and I worked out together a lot, and uh, a lot of talks then about civil rights and the Vietnam War and all that. Absolutely. And um, enormous respect for that guy, and his his. Uh, I mean, that guy's uh, legacy on the football field is just extraordinary. Absolutely. Just extraordinary. Absolutely, and there's a great little antidote in the book uh, in the book about the two of them. Uh, when you say that, you know, here's here's Jim Brown, and then Burt Reynolds trying to tackle him, which was absolutely hilarious. Because, uh, like you yeah. said, Burt Reynolds is a tough guy, but trying to take down Jim Brown—that's a whole different story. So that's a whole different. Story. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. Um, I and by the way, another great uh, great thing that I loved about the book. And by the way, I've recommended the book to just about everybody I know. I think it's inspirational and motivational and something everybody should read when they get a chance but you do a really good job throughout all of the serious tones in the book to interject little little antidotes of humor like that amongst the book i I just think it's brilliantly written so uh i just wanted to say that because again i enjoyed it there were moments where i was just laughing out loud and then moments where i was just in awe of the seriousness of what you were talking about it was just so well done um yeah yeah no you're very welcome and then, okay, so let, let's just touch on it a little bit because this is an impressive run. I mean, you did win the Daytime Emmy for it, and I, I, 38 years at anything is an amazing accomplishment, I mean, in, in itself. Um, and the story about how that started, how you even got involved of, in doing it, w- was remarkable in itself. But um, congratulations on that. Like I said, 38 years to make a commitment like that to anything is an impressive accomplishment. Um, so much, much congratulations to you on that. Well, to, to be honest with you, a lot of that has to do with the, with, with the fans, with the audience. Absolutely. You know, it's it's uh, a lot of it has to do with that. It's, it's uh, the reaction of, of uh, people who watch the show is what encourages one to, to, to go on. It really does because you realize that what you do makes a difference, and they listen and they watch very carefully. Yes, and they're unhappy or happy with whatever one does, and uh, so I, I cannot, I cannot, um, you know, overestimate the the uh, contribution of of fans who watch the show, who let us know about it. And that means a lot to all of us. Huh. And then I was lucky to, to, you know, Bill Bell laid an extraordinary foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the originator and, and the head writer of Weinar for many, many years. And uh, he laid the foundation. And that's why we have sustained, uh, the, the show has sustained itself for, for that many years. And it's been number one for over 30 years now. Right. So, um, yeah, then I have wonderful co-workers, you know. It's, it's Melody Thomas-Scott, who plays Nikki has been wonderful, and, and uh, um, Peter Bergman, who plays Jack Abbott, um, great professional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we respect each other. Uh, Dougie Davidson, um, great sense of humor, and, and, and damn good actor. Eileen Davidson, absolutely wonderful, and uh, it goes on and on. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, Christoph St. John, uh, uh, Christian Leblanc, who is from Louisiana down there. Right. And... Um, it goes on. There's so many good actors. Yeah, on the show. Oh, I've been I've been a fan since 1980. Since you're, I, you know, as a young boy, all the way through, I still watch it every day. Um, so I am one of those fans. I appreciate your work and and what goes into it. And I, I love how you talk about what goes into it and that it, 
you know, the people who discount it as something, anything but what it is. I, I love how you address that in the book. But I am going to give you a little bit of credit for the for the extension of Victor because you talk about it in the book a little bit about how you felt you didn't understand why people would be interested in him because you couldn't understand the motivation of why he was the way he was. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with you saying what you think and putting it out there and uh, I guess approaching Bill and saying, I need a backstory on this guy. I need to figure out why he is the way he is. And I think if you don't do that, maybe Victor isn't around for 38 years. So to your credit, I think that you do have a lot to do with the the longevity of the character because I thought going to him and saying, we need a background on this guy was a brilliant move. That's um, that's a very good point. Um, that's a very good point because I don't think I would have stayed without that because it, it gives it a, a, a much more rounded character. Um, uh, you're right. And, and it was that point after I played that first scene with Melody, uh, Nikki, um, where I gave her some insight into my background. Uh, after that, I said, I'm now I'm going to stay because I saw the potential of that. Right. Yeah. Right. And as for all the fans know, I mean, moving on, we got to see a lot of that. We got to see the mother. We got George Kennedy as the father. And we got to see a lot of that play out, which was some of the best work, I think, uh, throughout the series, honestly. I thought those were some of the most powerful scenes and best storylines. So uh, congratulations George on that. Kennedy, George Kennedy, bless his soul. What a, what a, I did a film with him, uh, the man who came back, and I hired him for it, and, and I have such respect for that man. You know, he was about six four, six five. Yes. And weighed about 300 pounds. And he sat in the hot Texas sun and, and with his um, costume on, his uniform on or whatever, and never complained, never said a word, was ready with the dialogue. I have such respect for that man. It's, it's, and he regaled us with, with all the stories about, you know, working with Paul Newman and all that. And I just... Absolutely, and I'm glad you brought that film up because uh, you were actually involved with the producing and the the behind-the-scenes production work on that film, even so far into the casting and in post-production, the editing, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and and how was that? Did you uh, from what I read in the book, you really enjoyed that aspect of the filmmaking process? I probably I probably enjoyed that more than anything else I've ever done, and uh, except it comes to. uh, a better end in that you hand it over to a distribution company and once you do that they do with it what they want. Right. Period. Yep. And uh, that is one of the most sobering moments in this business. Primarily as an, for an independent producer. You hand it over to whatever production, whatever uh, uh, distributor you have agreed to sign with and once you do that you may as well walk away. Right. Because they do what they want. Yep. And that is a most sobering uh, moment. And I work with wonderful people in the South. Chuck Walker was the only white guy on the 1976 Olympic boxing team with Sugar Ray and, and all those guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chuck approached me years and years ago and um, um, had a wonderful time working on the film. Absolutely wonderful time. Uh, all the other actors from... from Billy Zane to, to Armand Asante to Sean Young to, I mean, um, Peter Jason, they were all wonderful to work with. And Kenny Norton. Right, Ken Norton, yeah. Um, heavyweight champion of the world. Ken yes, Norton, indeed. Who had uh, the deepest respect for, I have enormous respect for fighters. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so it, it was a joy, absolute joy to work on. And I'd do it again uh, if I didn't have to worry about distribution and all that stuff. Absolutely. That's, that was my question. Would you do it again if you could skip all the nightmare side of it? And yeah, because you yeah, could just... If I, if I, in other words, if I didn't have to go through the sobering process of handing it over to some distribution company who they think they know it better, and they don't. And uh, but you lose control. You have no longer. Once you sign up, it's theirs. Right. And they do with it what they want. Yep. So uh, the only way to survive in this business, when it comes to producing films, is to produce a lot, and hopefully be successful. And then next time they don't screw with you as much. You the perfect That's way it. to put it. That's a perfect way to anyway, put it. my friend, I've got to go. Yes, sir. Uh, it has been a pleasure, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with your podcast. And. Uh, what an incredible thing! You reach out to the world that way. Well, I thank you, you, thank you, sir, and 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 much respect to you. It has been an incredible conversation, and we appreciate it so much that you came on and talked to us. And much success in the future to you. May, may everything continue to, to go the way it is. And open invite, sir. Anytime you'd like to come back, and just I mean, we'd be more than happy. And we are so thankful that you took the time to do it today. And remember, I, I once was in Biloxi, Mississippi, and I liked it a lot. Well, <laughs> so, uh, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah I, 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 the South fascinates me. It does. I must say, it, it, it fascinates me. It's, it's a part of America that's just, it's a little different, and, and it fascinates me. Some of the best writers in America come from the South. You know, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And I think it's, it's, it's uh, that's so interesting. Anyway, nice talking to you, and uh, I'm looking forward to football season. Uh, us too. And, uh, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm a fan of the Carolina Panthers, among others, and through a friend. And um, uh, But now I'm looking for the Rams again. All right, then. <laughs> uh, I'm also I'm a big fan. I must say great respect for uh, uh, Drew Brees. Yeah, know, yes, uh, Drew Brees. Uh, yeah, quite the resurgence with the Saints, right? I mean, I'm a big fan of his as well. Yeah, and the guy I admire the most, to be honest with you, is, is, is Peyton Manning. Absolutely. I just... And, and whatever you think about New England or the Patriots, uh, nothing but respect for them. But Tom Brady, uh, to me, is a miracle in sports. Absolutely, absolutely. The guy who was the least likely to succeed became arguably the most prolific quarterback in the NFL. Yep, that's unbelievable. Who, who, if yep. yeah, absolutely. If Bledsoe never goes down, we might never have seen uh, Tom Brady. Yep. That's you're exactly right. Yep. Against all odds, Tom Brady did it against all odds. Yep. Anyway, um, good luck, and uh, be kind to your daughter. Always be loving. Absolutely. Sure, never forget it. Uh, okay, yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. You take be care fine. now. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. Well, I'll be damned. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was intense. That was intense. <laughs> yeah, bro. But, I mean, he speaks it like it is, yeah. man. He just like... Yeah, he does not care. He'll give you what he thinks. Such a articulate well-spoken man yeah i mean and you know what i really liked is like he's like how dare anybody say educate yourself Mm -hmm. if you're gonna come at me with some sort of nonsense educate yourself before you before you bring it i love that i mean honestly it's it's you know it, it comes down to simple fundamentals though that entire conversation it really sums up in 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 just a few simple things that he said work hard People will appreciate that and help mm-hmm. you. Exactly. Treat people with respect 
and equality and have an open dialogue. Exactly. Don't judge people. Have empathy for people. Listen to people. Exactly. And things will be okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that amongst that entire conversation, those that was the theme. I, mm-hmm. I and it's just he, he a brilliant man. Yeah. Seriously. Obviously, an empathetic man, and a, a and just wow, yeah. what an interview. What an what interview. an interview. And I love that he ends it on sports. Yeah. Like, exactly. Know, let's get Tom Brady in there. Like you know, <laughs> I you know me, Michigan man. Yeah. Man. Exactly. Okay. Like, I'm, good with, I'm yeah, good with Tom. I'm good with Tom. That's so funny. All right. All right. Now I think it's time for the top five segment this week. Top five. All right. This week we got top five cartoons, and we're going adult cartoons, childhood cartoons, whatever your heart desires. Are the ladies ready? This lady is. Oh, ladies. Okay. All right. So I I guess I'm going to do them in like a weird first to last. So my first one, uh, I well, think is... Wait, hold on. From first to last, like best to worst? worst yeah, to, okay. well, top favorite to... I don't... Never mind. I'm just going to say them. I really it's like okay. Futurama, okay? I think yeah, that's, probably that's a good one. One of my one. favorite, favorite, favorites, Futurama. Um, and then uh, for another adult one, I would say King of the Hill is yeah. right after that. Mm-hmm. Um for some more childish ones, I guess the one that's kind of in the middle is uh, Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. I think yeah. you can enjoy it as a child or an adult. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Animaniacs 2. I think yeah. that that one was meant for children, but then you watch it. Like we talked about before, you watch it as an adult, and you're like, oh, my God. There's a lot yeah, like, of oh adult my God. Yeah. messages in there. Um, and then, like, for real, like, just childish ones, I think it's probably... I think I'm going to put these two together because I think they were made pretty much by the same people, but uh, Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls. Mm. Yeah. So mm. those nice. are my childhood ones. Yeah. I'm betting we're going to hear a couple of those same ones. Yeah. Probably. You are. L- little Cam. All right. Because I went all childhood. <laughs> I got on a roll and like it happened. These aren't in order either. Don't feel bad. Okay. All right. So Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Tom and Jerry. That's a good one. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Okay. okay. Looney Tunes. Mm. He had some old school childhood ones you were watching. Boomerang. Boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Animaniacs. I had that too. Yeah. And I had Powerpuff Girls too. Mm. If you were a girl, if you were a girl, you watched Powerpuff Girls. You you had one assigned to you with your two other best friends. (laughs) That's how it went. It was just the rules. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I was Buttercup. I was but <laughs> just saying, just saying, going blossom. down the line. Oh, Even you're such I'm a blossom. Not, yeah, <laughs> you're such a blossom. Yeah, you were such a buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, vanilla latte going, girl, going girl, on the vanilla that. pudding tour. That's right. right. That's what that is. Right. Hey, buttercup ain't no vanilla pudding. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's bubble. Buttercup ain't no vanilla pudding. That's a t-shirt right there. Like, oh my we have goodness. so much merchandise. We really if do. If you're a girl, you had your own Powerpuff Girl. It's fun. Logan, what's your top five? So funny. Number five, I also went with Dexter's Laboratory. That one's my favorite. That was so good. Uh, four, uh, South Park slash BoJack Horseman. Really enjoying those two. Yeah. I haven't caught that yet, so I haven't yeah, I really it. enjoy it. Netflix original. Um, three, Ed, Ed, Netting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loved that one growing up. That one up. always kind of creeped me out a little bit. Did it? And, you know, and I saw this um this like fan theory that they're actually actually <laughs> all dead. Oh, all shit. the kids are dead. Because <laughs> if you look at it, like the coloring on them is all weird. Yeah. Stuff, and, like there's no adults. I've you, heard that theory, and it's, 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 it's dark. It's, it's dark. very dark. It's but yeah. it kind of makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to look into that one. Yeah, oh, check shit. it out. Uh, two, Scooby Doo slash Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah. Number one, my all time family guy. Um, I knew you were going to say that. I, I love Family Guy so much. It's such a cultural like it icon is. now. It is. All right. Watching uh, it before I was even allowed. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
to be clear, this is a f- top five, but there's there's, there's a, so many. Th- uh, yeah, there's so three, many. Three is it's like hard. a three way tie. We all do uh, it. Any well, I mean, well, five is sort of a, a multi tie too. It's like anything Adult Swim. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, that's uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force or uh, or well, I mean, they don't they don't air anymore, but uh, or C Lab twenty one twenty twenty one is pretty good. One's uh, I don't know if anyone remembers this. Uh, <laughs> Space, Space Ghost, Ghost, Ghost the Ghost, Ghost Brack Show, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Freakazoid. Brothers. I don't know if anyone remembers yeah. that. Yeah. One. yeah. I forgot about uh, that. Steven Spielberg's Freakazoid. That was uh, that's because I, I like I love it so much because I can I can't find it anywhere now. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot yeah. all about that one. Um. Uh. Three is 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 it's a it's a, it's a toss up between Family Guy, South Park, and uh and Beavis and Butthead. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all three great. Uh. Two is Batman animated series, oh. and uh, all time is uh, Animaniacs. Yeah, yeah. It's, I feel that. I want to watch it again. Completely, I feel like it's coming back on Netflix. Completely, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna hear some of some of this stuff. Yeah, but um, talking to your micro five for me, Flintstones. Because oh. I'm old. Wilma! You know, Wilma! Um, number four, Ren and Stimpy. I knew that was going to be on somebody's. I mean, Ren and Stimpy for me will I never always, watched enough of just, it, though. Oh, my God. Just so I mean, classic. I only didn't I did put it on there because it was... I, I, apparently, I was easily creeped out as a kid because that was another one that creeped me out. <laughs> they <laughs> were creepy. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they I like the one where they, when they're out, out west and they get they they, get, they, they hang them. Yeah. And oh my one of the, the neck doesn't... He doesn't have a neck to go, for the news to go around and Stimp and Ren's like blowing in the wind. Yeah. Pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Number three for me, South Park and Animaniacs. Yeah. Um, number two, I'm showing my age again, but sorry, Spider Man and His Amazing Friends. God <laughs> damn it! Spider Man and His Amazing <laughs> Friends was yeah, freaking yeah. epic. That's Firestar, Iceman, and Spider Man. Oh right, my god! That's, that's, that's yeah, six oh with Looney Tunes yeah. for me. <laughs> and then uh, number one, also it's a split: Batman the Animated Series because it was groundbreaking at the time, and the Superman. <laughs> Every see, that incarnation was, of the Super Friends. See, that was where I, w- I had a problem with it because I had to. I had to Commit to one of them. Yeah, I was no. Commit to Batman. Every incarnation of the Super Friends, whether it's Super Friends and the Legion of Doom, or when they brought in the Justice yeah. League, or when so, that, so I just love you like Zan and Jaina though. I'm yeah. sure, pretty sure. Wonder You're, Twins. Hell yeah, me yeah. <laughs> Wonder Twins. Holy light texture scaffer. That's oh. right. <laughs> wow. Now back at the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> back at the Hall of Justice. Let's do it. Well, uh, one that wasn't mentioned, I, um, well, except for you did all of Adult Swim, which, mm, mm. <laughs> uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have not watched that yet. Yeah, oh, it's pretty good, man. I know. I, I gotta it's get on highly addictive, and just for something short, and kind of seeming like it was slopped together very yeah. quickly, like a South Park S. Right. It's awesome. Right after it, South Park, along with it. Um, Simpsons Futurama. Yeah. Yes. Anything mm-hmm. on that like that. Um, I put Fairly Odd Parents and Dexter's Lab together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like, like Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. That whole uh, like group together. Yeah, yeah the whole yeah. area. Can yeah. we s- just skip right over the live action Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah, the with, oh, there was a like, live action. Oh my god, I didn't it was know not that. Good. With like was Drake, Drake Bell. Bell. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, oh. fuck that. It was so bad. So bad. Oh, oh so wow. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll put um everything Mike Judge has done. So Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill. Yeah. Even Daria. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that was Mike Judge. Yeah. Well, Daria was a character on Beavis and Butthead. Oh. Spinoff. I didn't know that. Diarrhea, cha cha cha. Oh, okay. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, Animaniacs, uh, Merry Melody, which is all of the uh, Looney Tunes, yeah. and yeah. Then the yeah. Tiny Tunes that came in after. Tiny Tunes, <laughs> little I baby could, ones. Yeah, yeah. I, honorable mention, I forgot about Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, honorable mention Muppet Babies. I uh, fucking loved Muppet Babies because I was a huge uh, animal, bye baby yeah. animal. Just yeah. I couldn't get enough. Oh, of it, man. bye bye, animal, go bye bye. Uh, yeah, it was like epic, man. It was like I could. It's cool to see like the different. I don't know the ways car- the cartoons were a different like. I guess generations or yeah. whatever, because the '90s was freaking weird. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, I think it was really a very distinct time in cartoons. <laughs> well, and even in the awesome era, time in cartoons. yeah, yeah. Like, in yeah. the era before me, like you know, when you look at the old Bugs Bunny cartoons, they made they, cartoons they before violent. you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think. I think it all Aww. pretty much. You know, I feel like I feel like I've been complimenting him the whole show, and he just threw me under the bus. What was it Sorry. like the the tugboat one? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, the tugboat. Were your one? cartoons that's black and white? Steamboat Willie. That's right. Steamboat Willie. That's right. Tugboat one. No, I mean, but I think universally, uh, like, I'm just gonna shut up. The only they were violent. <laughs> I'm about to demonstrate one of those old cartoons. <laughs> universally, I think I think the ones that stand the test of time, and getting irrelevant today as they were back then. Looney Tunes. I mean, oh, yeah. without that, yeah. yeah, yeah, good ones, good ones. Sound yeah. Okay, so I mean, I word of the in. day, sound man. Word of the day, present. Uh, I'm sorry, say again, present. Okay, it's having great power or influence. Mm. Having great power, present, present, with Quisent. great responsibility. Okay. That's right. right. With great present comes can you like Spider Man. That 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 was the original name, and they're like, nah, Spider Man. Like, <laughs> like no, Puissant doesn't say uh, no. no that, yeah, in fact, that's what they call him in France. <laughs> Puissant. <laughs> Puissant. <laughs> Please, Only I don't want to hear that speech Puisant. from Uncle Ben Puisant. anymore. <laughs> that speech is what killed brothers the first Puisant. three. Like, you know, I don't know. I, it sounds like uh, like Tweety Bird when you say it like that, right? Like uh, he taught he taught Bido Man. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. Uh, Tavia's sound clip of the week. That's right. Oh my God, we should totally have a segment for that. Because, yeah, and you have to do either goofy voices or songs. But then you put pressure on it. It won't be organic. Right. It's true. It's true. It's true. All right, let's get into some. J Lo's box office prediction. That's right. Time to get into it. Let's dive into this thing. That was thing. guitar, by the you way. Feel me? Guitar? Yeah. Oh. That was some guitar hero. Yeah. Some yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, a star is born. <laughs> Lady Gaga's new flick with Bradley Cooper and Venom are coming out this week. Oh man, there's some Mr. Sam Medina. Mr. Sam Medina, <laughs> who was also on our show. Make sure to go back and listen to that episode. Fantastic guest. Yeah, Hilarious he's got a guy. Little inside scoop on Venom. Yeah, yeah he does. Little, he some does. Fun stuff from behind yeah. the scenes. So go listen to that. And stuff that's already out this week. A simple favor with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. That one looks really good. That one, yeah. Yeah. Life itself. A house with a clock in its walls. Got it. Yes. Boom. Yeah. You know, I there was a, a regular customer of mine at Starbucks that said he and his family went and saw that, and I was talking to him about how like you were saying that they need to change the name. He was like, they really should. See? <laughs> Boom. I'm glad someone else agrees with me. Yes, uh, Matt from Starbucks agrees with you. Yes, thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Hellfest. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Hellfest, uh, Kevin Hart's new one, Night School, and Smallfoot. Those are, and of course, the Nun, Peppermint, whole bunch of other shit still out. It's mm-hmm, been a pretty mm-hmm. good summer, yeah. It to has be honest, been. yeah. Now into fall, but you know, uh, number one, I think A Star Is Born. 
I think that will take the top spot with around sixty million. So, you, so you think the uh, the, the I think views are yeah, gonna, I think that's gonna think cost the it. Are gonna help dethrone Venom. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Gosh, they were born that way, man. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> they can't help it. <laughs> they can't help it. Uh, Venom number two, forty-five to fifty million. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go with Kevin Hart's Night School with fifteen to twenty million. Number four, Smallfoot with ten to fifteen, and number five, A House with a Clock in Its Walls with seven to mm-hmm. ten. A, a repeat of performance on that. Um, yeah. That uh, pronunciation. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> you're spot on, except I'm gonna flip flop your top two. You, you think, think so? I think, I think, you think so? I think Venom is going yeah, to have a good opening weekend. I think Venom will have a good opening weekend and drop off. Yeah, I yeah. think that people are going to ignore the 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 reviews because I think a lot of people are going to confuse Venom knowing that it's a Spider-Man yeah. thing. With, it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, and they're going to go in go. and then they're going to realize, oops, nope, it's not. Like just well, I think the um, fan base alone will carry, carry so, the weekend. Yeah, I think a good solid opening weekend and then tank. But yeah. mm. I'm I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm, uh, I'm excited for both films. Both of them. Uh, because yeah, I fucking hated the Venom in Spider-Man Three. Yeah, um, yeah. I, it was awful. Um, well, never Raimi watched Spider-Man it. Three because I didn't want. And Sam, that's, Sam, that's Sam Raimi didn't want to do that. Yeah, that's, and was, that's, that's why he gave no it, dig against that. Topher Grace or his performance or whatever. I yeah. just thought it was just awful. Yeah. So I'm a uh, huge fan of Tom Hardy, and that's, I think this is going to be. Sony was pressuring better. Sam Raimi to put Venom in, and that's just what he yeah. turned out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this one's going to be infinitely better. I don't know how the film will be, but it will be infinitely better than, than that, that one. <laughs> of Venom. Um, but I'm really excited about uh, A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I, I am think, too. Uh, I can't wait to see his directorial debut. I think that, I mean, it just you can tell he had a lot of passion and a lot of yeah. care about this project. Yeah, and you can I think it shows in just even the trailers that we've seen. So I mean, you could be right. I wouldn't discount yeah. it. You're right with the number one spot because of because of that. Um, and yeah, I, I really mean, had to like flip a coin on it to be honest. Does anybody like actually like remember? I mean, because I mean, we talked about it. I guess when with Peppermint, but to bring it back up, Bradley Cooper was like you know a supporting character on Alias back in the day with with Jennifer Garner. Wasn't it really? Yeah. Like a secondary, and he was only on the first couple seasons and then was gone. They brought him back, I guess, one more time in another season. But yeah, he was like a secondary neighbor, best friend kind of thing to Jennifer Garner, Sidney Bristow. And uh, yeah, I mean, like now you're like, what the? Also, now I gotta go pull up Alias. Did you know that on an episode of Inside the Actor Studio, he was one of the people that asked, I can't remember who who was the guest on there, asked a question from the audience? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but yeah. And also, 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 did you know that he speaks fluent French? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, 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 that's pretty impressive. Maybe he could say He did some kind of interview. Uh, it looked like with a like a French news like station, and yeah. um, they you know asked him some questions in French, and then he started just responding like oh, totally. My like you, I mean, you can you can't even tell hardly at all that he's not natively French, and then even the like the anchors faces were like oh oh. Sure. I mean, okay. he's ridiculously talented yeah. guy. Clearly. That's so awesome. I'm, and, uh, I'm really pulling for a Star is Born. He, um, he shot down rumors that apparently they, they said they were trying to throw his hat in the ring for the uh, direct Guardians 3. Mm. Uh, That'd be the, interesting. But, uh, That'd be and, really um, interesting. Isn't uh, Sam Elliott's in this film? Too, Sam right? Elliott's in it. Oh, yeah, shit. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, Sam Elliott, yeah. Bradley Cooper. Hell I'm like, yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, exactly. Women everywhere will be flocking. To yeah, it. I mean, you know, drink cores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into some music. Billboard chart toppers. It, Kiki? Is it still Kiki? No. Do you still love not, me? <laughs> it is not. 
And I just wanted to say that last week's show obviously was uh, recorded early because the actual Billboard number Hot 100 last week was Maroon 5 and Cardi B's Girls Like You as well. And this week is also the same song. So bravo to you guys. Yeah, it stopped after 10 weeks, I think. 10 or 11 weeks. That's that's Yeah, Kiki. And we have some speculation on who Kiki is. Mm. Uh It, It might be Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. There's it, a cu- there's a couple rumors out there, and we we think we have a it, it's it, uh, could be Kim Kardashian or Riri. I think Kiki is Riri because that's what he used to call oh, Rihanna. He, yeah, they had and he had to kind of like, how can I say Riri but not have everybody know it's Riri. Mm-hmm. Kiki. So there's a couple things out there. Like, yeah. uh, you know, let us know, man. Let us Who is know. it? Who is Kiki? Is exactly. it Kim Kardashian? Is it Rihanna? Like, I don't know. No. Plot thickens. Plot mm-hmm. thickens. To me, yeah. Kiki is my cat. Because yeah. that actually is like my cat's name before that song ever came out. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And she and I do Sue. love her. And, and I do love her. <laughs> like, like I do. Uh, yes. Yeah. And anyway. Anyway. <laughs> two board billboard top two hundred albums. I don't even know how to say it. Iridescence. Iridescence. Brockhampton. That's next They're, week's word of the day. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's next week's word of the day. <laughs> this is an R&B slash hip-hop group that has been putting out a lot of music recently. So bravo to them to making it to the top spot. So Cool. Yeah, yeah. But that is our show this week today, guys. Sorry for grossing you guys out with some poop corn oh, conversation. Make sure to Scientists go. Scientists everywhere are going <laughs> to flock to our show now, okay? They're going to be like, we're looking, yeah. for, we're oh. looking for, the, uh, for, for the scientist crowd, too. Oh, holy moly. Holy they moly. Make That's sure to follow us moly. on all social media handles, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Insta, our YouTube, Reddit, everywhere. We got a website, crazyantfilms.com. Twitter, crazyantfilms. Instagram, crazy underscore ant underscore films. Facebook, the Crazy Ant Film Company on YouTube, Crazy Ant Films. And make sure to listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music. Make sure to subscribe and give us five stars. Leave a comment as well. Let us know what you think. It's going to be awesome. And we love Oprah. 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 Oprah.